the Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. Roseanne Barr is so badass, we had to start this podcast early. <laughs> we had to start it early. We, we couldn't, we couldn't <laughs> even wait till three. We had to get it rocking. She came here from a volcano, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> she lives on a volcano in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. That's as gangster as it gets. That's fucking right. <laughs> you and Terrence McKenna, do you know who he was? Uh-uh, who's that? Terrence McKenna was this crazy psychedelic guy who lived on the Big Island. He had this giant property on the Big Island where he grew all these psychedelic plants. Most of them were actually legal to grow because, uh, you know, the government didn't know about quite a few of them. How come I never heard this? You never heard of Terrence McKenna? No, so keep going. <clears throat> I will uh, give you a lot of stuff before you leave okay. that, that tunes you into this guy. But he was um, this uh, sort of psychedelic bard. That's the best way to describe cool. him. Just a really good speaker who had a deep understanding of psychedelics and of, of botany and of wow. the, the biology of these plants. And he also had some crazy theories about human beings and evolution. And his biggest one was called the stoned ape theory. Oh, his, I, so, I, I, you know I totally that? agree with it. No, I know that theory, but I didn't know it was from that guy. Mm-hmm. It's all McKenna. And he lived out the last part of his life on the Big Island. He had this cool compound and used to bring people up there and do ayahuasca with them and just sit with his books. That's like the third time I've heard about that ayahuasca. That's only the third time you've heard about? Oh, on the Big Island. Yeah. Yeah. In the last uh, little while, a lot of people have been talking about that. It's spreading everywhere now, but I think McKenna is a big reason why it spread around Hawaii. You know, he came to Hawaii, I forget what year, got some property and built a house out there. Do you know where? uh, On Mauna Loa. In uh, in Kona. Oh, Kona. Uh-huh. Yeah, he had like a complete self-sufficient system oh, yeah. up there, they're like crazy collecting there rainwater and yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> they're all crazy up there in Kona. They're the most genius. They're like genius inventors. They're just incredible over there. The stuff they've done is like incredible looking. They're so they're like you know so futuristic in their design. It, it blows my mind. Their designs are like space-like. Well, that's where the the observatory is, too. Yeah. The Keck Observatory. So there's a bunch of genius I don't never go up there. <laughs> Did you go up there? That's yeah. haunted. No. Really? It's haunted? Oh, no. <laughs> it's that guy. Oh, no. You're not supposed to go up there. How is it haunted? In what way? Oh, no, no. No, no, no? <laughs> oh, no, no. That whole Mauna, Mauna Kea mountain, you know, um, that's a holy mountain, you know. To, is it? To the Hawaiian. But, People, that's where they were born out of, is that mountain, Mauna Kea. That's so where they were born. They were born? Yeah. Like they, they're, but they came on boats, didn't they? Well, <laughs> I mean, you mean from the, the Marquesas? Yeah. Yeah. From the Marquesans? Yeah, but it's like all one big old mind meld thing. But the native Hawaiian people who like, I don't know how they got there. Some say they came on those boats, and uh, but they have their their myths, and they're very connected to that piece of ground, and they are very connected to you know Mauna Kea, the mountain, and uh, you know they still have their same mythology and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. So I love to listen to what they say about um, you know the island and GMOs and power, and there, there's some interesting thinkers. Well, it's one of the last free places, really. If you stop uh-huh. and think about it, it's 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 America, but it's not really. It's five hours away by plane, 
And it's incredible paradise as far as like nature, you know, but all of the islands, Maui, the big island, all of them. They're just incredibly fascinating and gorgeous and beautiful. And well, they it's got a something magnet, but all that, everybody says all that, you know, that's one way of putting it, I guess. But to me, it's like, whoa, it grabbed me in the navel. It grabbed you in the navel? It grabbed my navel and it would not let, it would not cease to grab my navel. That's one of your chakras, right? Isn't it supposed to be? Navel is one of them? There's something down, there's something around there that it's like a magnet thing. It's to, to a certain place on earth. I don't know. And it's like an energy ley lens. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I, you know what I mean? I do. I've written some of my best things ever in Hawaii on vacation where I don't usually write. Yeah. I can write there. That's why yeah. I like it there because I can really write there. It's yeah. like your head is clear and and you're, you you got your you you have your your creative idea and you can carry it out and finish it. I can't never finish it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I can finish things there. Well, you are more at peace there, I think, because because everyone sort of knows it's isolated. And you also know that you really are on a volcano, this yeah. beautiful oh, natural yeah. volcano. Well, I went there because they got a goddess named Pele, and that's like one of the last places on earth where there's like, you know, a goddess that is active in people's minds and also active inside a volcano that might erupt at any time, which is, you know, um, what happens, you know, it's very Sufiist, you know what I mean? Because it's like somewhere there is that which occur, that which uh, is thought before it occurs. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and I really feel that there—that you, you get your, th- you get your thinking um, all lined up right, and it's like you're connected to the earth there. I, like me trying to get my nuts out there, Joe. Mm-hmm. That's been the fucking mind blower. Macadamias. Yeah. You're growing them, right? You have like a plantation or something. Well, like I'm that not fa- growing them. The trees oh. are growing them. <laughs> I just pick them up. But I try to uh, fertilize my trees and get it so that you know, I can perfect the nut. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year was quite a good harvest. And uh, these nuts are like, they're not like nobody else. They're not like any other nuts. I'm serious. Oh, I believe you. I think if you're actually nuts, a part of it, I bet you affect it just, just in that way. Well, I didn't do shit for it. But um, <laughs> it was like owned by the Dole Pineapple. You know about Dole mm-hmm. in Hawaii, sure, yeah. right? They owned the entire, like, uh, island of Lanai, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one point in time, at least. Yeah, them and the University of Hawaii, they're all hooked up, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do do your genetic modification studies and such. Right. Which is very interesting to me of how, how they do all that and then create a pineapple that has lower acidity and stuff like that. I think that's interesting. It's very interesting. It's spooky and it's interesting mm-hmm. at the same time because it, the implications of genetically modifying plants are, are, are huge. They're very profound and they shouldn't just affect the people that are creating them and putting them out there. They're really worldwide questions. And when, when you have people that are just getting away with doing genetic modifications on plants, not really sure of the long-term ramifications to the environment, to yeah. bees, to there's a host of different things that are affected by these, thing, these things. Well, I thought that I'd got a, I thought I did a pretty good checkmate on on Monsanto, which I call Monsatan. I thought I got them in a chokehold like that bitch you were talking about, that fighting Oh, bitch. Ronda Rousey? Yeah. <laughs> She's nothing compared to me. Whoa, how dare but I'll you. I'll tell you, I put them in quite a nice headlock over there. What were they what trying I to do? 
Well, they were trying to pass a law or to get rid of a law, which took a lot of work getting there to make law, which was to, you know, that the people did not want the GMO studies to continue on mm -hmm. the island. And, uh, you know, so it was like, you got to vote yes, but it really means no. And I mean, it was like layer after layer of uh, ridiculousness to protect public health. And mm -hmm. um, uh, so I just started studying it and I realized that there were, they they kept on doing that fake science thing that they do, but it's like hey, science lasts more than ninety days. Genetic studies, proper scientific genetic studies, they have follow through, and um, they also have a control group, and you know you come to a conclusion. You don't stop studying after 90 days and then, like, actually, like, pay lobbyists to pass the law saying you only have to do 90 days. I mean, geez, that's Satan. That's friggin' crazy-ass Satan. It's money. It's pure money. Yeah. It's people wanting money over humanity, people wanting money over the, the possibility of damage. You know, we got to be really careful with nature. It's just there's been a million diseases that have occurred throughout the history of people, and they come from a variety of reasons. They come from a variety of sources. They come from all sorts of different contagions. But we can create shit. We could accidentally fuck up and create something horrible. And we could, could. also, if we what have What about already. this fucking atomic weaponry? There's oh, yeah. the biggest fucking mistake anybody's ever heard of, and make it. And then they make it and then give every, everybody 50 or 60 of them. Fuck, you know, I mean, the truth is the horrifying truth, in my opinion, why I don't go to parties. Because <laughs> I do bum people out at a certain fucking point. You know, I do, because it's like, it, it, it's not a popular thing to say. It's all fucking over. It's do you think it's late. totally over? It's too late? Yeah. The human beings have ruined the planet. Fuck yeah. See, I'm not convinced. Um, I think we've definitely fucked a lot of things up, and there's definitely a lot of hubris going on, and there's a lot of scary shit going on, like Fukushima. Fukushima yeah, no is shit. bad, and it's starting. They, they just had a, a new um, study showing that a lot of radiation started to reach San Francisco. You know, they've found a three percent increase in some of the tuna, the radiation in tuna. It's, yeah. it's scary shit. But there's well, also people don't eat fish out of there no more. Yeah, I don't know who they but, are, but I, I but think... you know what? Here's the thing: we're all poisoned. Bingo! It's over. <laughs> Everything's fucking rotten, poison, fucking, it's all dead. It's dead as a fucking doornail and two motherfuckers. It's not It's time it's to not let the yet, hope though. thing go. Really? I'm serious. Wow. It's See, time I don't... to get real and do what fucking needs to be done. What needs to be done? Well, you got you got to fucking get busy of trying to turn it back. So you got to figure out a way. Don't let it keep on rolling over you. It's not going to get better. By it, you mean capitalist society, corporations, people destroying the earth, polluting, all that shit, nuclear waste. Is that what you're saying? By roll it back? Well, everything that's lemming. Uh, it's time for Monsatan to become of use to the human race. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. They've got to come up with some kind. If they're going to do genetic studies, okay, get rid of that. Get rid of that one. Mm -hmm. uh, come up with some kind of an implant for people's teeth or brain <laughs> that blocks the that horrendous lemming fucking impulse. <laughs> Do fucking humanity a favor and figure out how we're supposed to get rid of that shit that we keep going along with what's killing us. 
because we're too fucking confused to know what in the fuck is really real. Isn't it just that there's just too much to be paying attention to? Like yeah. people have their own lives, they have their own problems, their own bills, their own family, and then try paying attention to global issues like genetically modified foods and farmers suing all across the world. The farmers in Brazil recently won billions of dollars from Monsanto. Farmers in India commit suicide on an almost daily basis. I mean, they have they have farmers in India that are committing suicide left and right because of the debt that they get into with oh, these crazy deals. It's all the deals. debt-based bullshit. It's all the pyramid. They can't get out of it, and they can't afford it, and the, the whole thing is just a disaster. It's a disaster, and it's a disaster that clearly has its roots in money. I mean, it's it's just about money. Well, here's the roots. They're getting a payoff for the different various ways they're... People can get killed. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting fucking insurance payoffs for killing people, uh, uh, you know, and taking bets on how long it'll take for them to die. But on the other, see, on the other hand, I think like the idea of genetically modifying food in order to help people I do, eat more I nutritious agree with you. food, right. you know, like golden rice, right. and there's been a bunch of innovation as far right. as absolutely. I think that there's there's a lot of beauty in the science behind it. But I think we got to be too. really, really, really fucking careful when you're playing around with nature too. Yes, you do. The money part is disgusting. The pollution of the environment is disgusting. The, but when you start about talking about declining bee populations due to the pesticides they're using in their plants, it's scary shit. Because if the bees go, there's a chain reaction to this whole thing. We might not like the end result of it. You got to read up on that bee shit. That's that, that's a really interesting micro yeah. world stuff. But it's like all to stop the African queens, the invading African queens. Have you ever gone on there and read that kind of language? That no. is like really. Well, they, know? I know they were definitely afraid of Africanized killer bees. They were afraid well, of that. Like but that's not why they're killing these fucking bees. They're killing these bees because the pesticides are giving them just kills everything. Not only that, there, there's a lot it's of issues. It's because they're in business together, working both sides of the street. You think they're actively trying to kill bees? I think it's just a side I effect of I think they're the actively pollution. trying to kill whole populations for a fucking kickback. Yeah. You think they're actively trying to kill whole populations of bees? Of humans. Of humans. Of life. Do you think, see, I don't think that. I think they're just well, trying to profit. you're a positive thinker. I'm very positive. See, I told you I was a bummer. <laughs> you're not a bummer. <laughs> you're just very strong and very opinionated. I think it's you... all bullshit. And people better, you know, figure out how to make everything work for people. And everything mm-hmm. could really work for all people. All the mechanism is in place. It's just like the, the, the crazy uh, trons, trons and bots that seat, that are seated in in those positions of power. Mm-hmm. They're not for, like, you know... Humanity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I 100% agree. It, there's a, the real problem is the idea of a corporation itself, where you value the bottom line, the numbers, over the humans that work there, over the humans you affect with your work. And because you can do it like that, because you can send drones to a place and shoot missiles out of the sky, because you can just sort of just choose to fuck over some country that you never have to visit and take take away a lot of their natural resources and make them, force them into using your product because you have deals with politicians and kings and monarchs there. You know, just because you could do that doesn't mean that's the way you're supposed to be living your life. You have one life here, and you could choose to be an evil fuck or you could choose to be a good person. I always try to appeal to them to go, you know, you could rejoin the human race at any point. They all could. Yeah. They could, They could yeah. like, actually, like, make stuff, all that technology, all that, everything mm-hmm. that it took to create the sci- the actual science of, like, uh, increasing food for people and, mm-hmm. uh, and like, uh, desalinization of water and all, all these things that are so possible. 
And if positive. it just weren't for just a few greedy fucks mm-hmm. and their and their trons. Absolutely. And I've always said that if you could just take the amount of money that the United States gave to Halliburton to rebuild Iraq after we destroyed it and put that money in the inner cities in America and not have the war, not not destroy anything in the first place, the amount of positive work that could have been done and the same amount of contracts could have been dealt out. I know, right? We could have all easily convinced the United States public. It could have made sense. If you think about the money that's been spent. It could have fucking worked. It still can. I think we have a better chance today than ever before. And I think because today you have information. You have information that's being distributed in a way that no one can stop. You can't stop it. So far, but they but stopped it. It doesn't matter. The, if the they people want that to are stop it, they can stop but it. they are not big enough. There's not enough thems that would agree with that because they would turn against each other. It's not like there's a cabal of three dudes that have ultimate power. There's thousands and thousands of people that are making decisions whether or not this gets censored or that gets censored, and they're in cahoots against each other. That's a problem. Like oh, well, the FBI, okay. yeah. you know, the FBI and the CIA. The reason why Petraeus got kicked removed from office is the CIA was being spied on by the fucking FBI. Well, See, that's what they, NSA, they can't even. That's yeah. what all NSA is, them spying on each other. For to sure. To find out if he knows the shit I've been pulling. Exactly. We're caught what, up. What in... kind of, it runs on blackmail, like, mm-hmm. okay, what, it's like they fucking think they're like James Bond or something, but it's all like, they all have to be dirty in order to blackmail the other side. They're all <laughs> fucking crooks. Every goddamn last fucking one of them. Well, there's certainly quite a few of them that are crooks, and they're Who crooks ain't? inside the system. Do you know I don't know any, any of that them. Ain't? I don't know any of them. I don't know them, so I don't know if they're they're crooks or not crooks. But I think if you were growing up in that system, people imitate their atmosphere. You right. get caught up in that wacky system, and that becomes your reality. And you think you're doing it, you know. Also, the Did side effect Wolf is they the stop Wall terrorists. Street? No, I didn't see that. I did. What that? Insane. Yeah, wasn't it? That's 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 like. That was like fucking an unreal movie. Mm-hmm. But that's what that's what they they've just gone crazy into jackal land. They left the human race. Well, it's people trying to do something. You know, they try to win. They try to ex- succeed. They try to get past this marker. They have yeah, a marker of winning. ten million. They want right. to get to a hundred. They want to get to a billion. They're but crazy. like that, they keep snorting coke to keep it up. You mm-hmm. know, because yeah. they got to go farther and farther. Well, like the Adderall. stock markets. Well. Now, now don't Adderall be don't be Uvigil telling me about Adderall because I got on Adderall and it's the best fucking thing. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I have my good friend is on. Uh, he has a, a patch that he keeps on his leg. Patch. A Prozac. Yeah, he's got a Prozac patch. Yeah, there's a yeah exactly. He was, <laughs> he was taking like the Adderall. I drip, but they won't. Get, you know, you can't get. That. <laughs> That's what I'd like. My friend was taking the Adderall, but uh, the drop off at the end of the day was too much for him. It was really dr- starting to drive him crazy because he would feel great throughout the day yeah. and be very productive, and then he'd have this big drop off. Well, that's when you start your drinking. <laughs> that's cocktail hour. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Adderall, but I am saying a lot of people that are getting a lot of shit done are taking Adderall. No shit, I just clean out. My... <laughs> Listen, I have, I am so, I just clean out my closets, which I have never done in my whole fucking life mm-hmm. because I couldn't. Focus to do that, you know, but like I said, <laughs> fuck it. I'm I'm on Adderall. Oh. I'm cleaning these fucking closets. I have shit in there from 25 fucking years that I was afraid to throw out. I counted. I had something like 1,700 black, plain black T-shirts. Wow. It's fucking, <laughs> 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 I go. How did you count those all? I would have gave up after the first couple of hundred. Because I was get, uh, donating them. Wow, that's incredible. Wow. So um, I'm not going to do that again. 
that's when I that was pre-Adderall behavior. That was pre-Adderall. Yeah, Adderall made me see. Oh shit! I had enough fucking black t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so Adderall gave you clarity. It did. That's, not, that's so don't hilarious. Don't start fucking with me on that because my kids are trying to get me off it. Why are they trying like, to get Mom, you off? Mom, yes, like math. My fucking kids like that I put through rehab. <laughs> now they're fucking giving me shit about my fucking Adderall telling me it's like meth. No, it's not like I've never done meth except for, you know, two times I was married to Tom Arnold. But aside from that, you know, I've never I would never get into meth. Yeah, and it doesn't I, seem like I don't a good think move. it's nothing like Adderall. I think they've got it down to where it's very effective for a lot of people. I'll tell you one thing, it's real effective because I got the back and forth of everything, two way mirror thing going on all the right. time. It made me, I, I used to bite my nails so bad, you know, like down to nothing because my dad, he did it too. And, wow. uh, and, uh, uh, but I quit for a long time. Then I went on Adderall and um, I started biting my nails and then I had to keep it down to only two nails that I could bite. I allowed myself to bite only two nails. <laughs> but it perfected my fucking nail biting too because <laughs> there's like no nail left at all. <sighs> At you just all. get really good at I it. I'm so good at it now. But you give yourself two nails. Do you have specific nails? Yeah, these two are my biters. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so Adderall let you save your other eight fingers, essentially. But it kind of forced me to do these two, though. Mm-hmm. So it's got its good and bad. But I have clean closets. <laughs> and you know what else I learned? Final draft! Oh, you learned it from that? <sighs> to write scripts? I was able to... Fucking focus. Great software. Yeah. That Adderall stuff. Did you know Robert Schimmel? I did know Robert Schimmel. Great guy. He was a really, really, really good guy. Very, he very funny guy and very good guy. He was so funny. He had a heart condition. And yeah. when he had his heart condition, <clears throat> when he was recovering from it, he accidentally took Adderall. Oh, and really? uh, yeah, he called his doctor up. He, he, I guess it was somebody else's, and he mistook the bottle, wasn't paying attention, and took the wrong medication, took someone else's medication. And so he calls his doctor up in a panic. Hey, I fucked up. I thought I was taking my heart medication. I took Adderall. What, am I going to be okay? The doctor's like, don't worry about it. What's the dosage? He tells him the dosage. He goes, you're going to be fine. He goes, just uh, prepare to get a lot of shit done. <laughs> and Robert said, he goes, I organized my notes in a way I've never done before. I went over stacks of paper and That's wrote them I'm all doing. down into categories. You can totally focus. I mean, it's so good. Like you can you can write a script instead of like getting fifty ideas on page ten and writing ten scripts uh-huh. and then just fucking throwing them all in the garbage. Right. You know, just the obsessive thing. You can focus it so that it it's uh, you know constructive. I've heard people say that it doesn't make you very creative, that it makes you get work done, but it's more like busy work done or things not creative things, like that writing on it was not good. This is just all obviously secondhand, but yeah, that could be. Who knows? It could be. Yeah, I could never say because things affect people differently anyway. Like I know people that smoke pot and they want to go work out, and I know people that smoke pot and they don't want to do anything. You know, and I don't know what that is. They could smoke the same pot, and they have one person has a sense of adventure and wants to put boots on and go to the top of a mountain, and the other person doesn't want to do a thing ever. They want to play video games. It's who knows? You know, neural pathways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all different. Yeah. Dude, we're, people, we're so different. People, you know, people seek some relief, and I, 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 you know, I'm sure we agree. They, they, they should have the right to 
to the relief that they seek, you know, uh, everybody, they should just legalize pot. And like then I think all the world's troubles would end, pot and hemp. I really agree with you, 100%. I think that especially if people started eating it, they started no eating kidding. it and getting that, the self-objective, self-analytical experience, really intense experiences, people would be a lot less prone to continue a lot of their shitty behavior. I, I Does totally McKenna's theory of evolution in the first I place? I gotta That's read the about stone, this guy. Theory. Yeah, it was all about psilocybin mushrooms and the rainforests of Africa. How the rainforests re had receded into grasslands, and all this is proved by uh -huh. you know climatological studies, core samples, and stuff like that. The the time has been debated, but essentially what happened was the rainforest receded, monkeys came down from the trees and started experimenting with different food sources, and one of them was the mushrooms growing on cow patties. Oh yeah, I've heard that. They started eating psilocybin mushrooms and started having these intense ideas. Ideas. I mean, it only makes sense if we get intense ideas from them and we have an advanced brain and a monkey gets intense in experiences from them. They obviously have intelligent brains. I mean, we've seen chimps do a lot of really crazy creative things. We know that they act in packs. We know that they hunt in packs. If we're talking about like lower hominids getting a, a dose of psilocybin mushrooms on a daily basis. Of course, it's going to have a crazy effect on their evolution. Of course. It's a, that's, a, that's a big factor. It's a big factor in, in terms of thinking. You know, I, and I completely agree with you. That and hemp and all these different things, if they were made available, I think we are lacking in self-analysis. And we are That's lacking true. as a society and our feeling of being responsible for the actions of the group. And those are well, two also, things that you feel you know, when you're on psychedelics. Also, it's, like the, it's so arrogant, too, because it's like we, we just mm -hmm. like ignore what everything means to other people. We, we don't want to know what anything means to other people we don't care as long as we can make money it's like if you're going to go to the yeah. rainforest and chop down these people's sacred mm. trees and, and villages and you know force them to work in factories instead if they'll if they're willing to do it then we're going right. to get them to do it because we want those trees and we want that oil and we want whatever the fuck else is there that we can make medicine out of i mean what they're doing is just stealing resources right and we're letting them we're letting them say, oh, this stuff, yeah, they don't live here. This is, so what? They've been, these people have been there for thousands of years. Well, if they're anybody trying has to destroy domain, all tribal rights. Yeah. That's what they're really after. It's crazy. They're, they're trying to get rid of that, separate all people from, like, you know. From nature. You can't well, stop yeah, people from, from having the ability to live a natural life. Just because you have guns, just because you have tanks, that's stealing. And if we're going to just let people steal shit, if these people are there in the middle of the Amazon, that's their fucking home. That's their home. You have to be able to take into context their culture, this culture of hunting and gathering. They're living in these, these cultures the same way they've been living in some places, like in the Congo and in the, in the, in the Amazon. Thousands of years they've been untouched. You can't do anything about that. You've got to leave that alone. You know, you have to, because just as far as, like, for the, the sake of our understanding of ourselves, having people like that with these ancient, ancient, untouched cultures is so important. It's so fascinating. We can learn so much about the origins of certain behaviors, about group thinking when you're in small tribes that count on each other, about how they dealt with injuries and medicine. I mean, these are fascinating, fascinating discoveries to be had. And instead, people just want money. They just want to be able to chop the trees down, fuck these weird people, take their shit and throw them in a cage or throw well, them in a Well, you know, capitalism camp. is like that. that yeah. That's how it works. Unless, you know, unless, uh, unless human beings with brains, mm -hmm. you know, get it under control as a tool of people and not its master, it'll continue to go that way because it requires that. It, it re requires gluttonous quarterly 
growth and there's you know nothing left but investing in people dying fast. Yeah, they don't want to maintain. They want growth, which is ridiculous. Like at a certain point in time if everybody kept growing, the world would be full. Like there's there's it no room. Full. There's no room for everybody to keep growing like a business in that regard. Like that being like your primary goal, not to be profitable, not to make money. Well, I think grow. these guys are stupid. Let me tell you why. Cuz <laughs> and it makes no sense to me either. Cuz okay, I accept that they're greedy fucking pigs. And um, I just think, why can't they make that work for them and everyone else? Why can't they be a greedy fucking pig? Because they're going to get like 10 times the fucking payoff. They will get even richer if they'll just listen to me. Make all the bets because like Wall Street and all that shit, that's just going to the casino. Make all the bets about how fast you can turn a um, place uh, green and sustainable and how fast could that happen a village how fast could that happen and you know they they could like use the same fucking ridiculous infrastructure that already exists to like make things better for everybody and could get the food to the hungry people because there's really that's all it is is the roads that get the food to the hungry people. That's 90% of everybody who's dying is dying because of waste and stupidity. Now, if they fix that, they're going to get 10 times fucking richer. But they're not greedy fucking pigs enough. That's the problem. <laughs> they see all avenues as being a way to make money, even avenues that hurt people as long as they profit. That's the real problem. They're, ma they're lacking in humanity. And that's why when you talk about pot being what could fix everything or psychedelics being what could fix things, that's the only thing that's going to bring humanity to a giant group think that thinks that it's okay to be completely diffused of responsibilities because you're a part of some gigantic machine that apparently no one can control now. So if you're a giant machine like Monsanto that's been fucking over farmers for 100,000 years or however long they've been around for, to stop that, to stop that whole thing, they're going to have to get the whole team high on mushrooms. No, but it worked. Didn't, didn't you hear this, that Monsanto said they were going to, now they're going into pot. Did you not hear that? They're fucking good. They're changing their thing, and and they have another name for it, Synergistra or some shit. They have another name for pot. They're gonna well, try no, to patent pot. Well, no, they're a new pot? company. Yeah, they're gonna own the patent on pot. That's now. where it gets really creepy. They tried to own patent on pigs. They tried to own pigs because they were was, genetically I modifying was, pigs. I was totally involved in that argument. It's I, a crazy I, I was fucking argument. Because it was like, can you can can we create a kosher pig? That that's an actual thing there's actual studies about that the idea of patenting and then owning a life form is fucking yeah. ridiculous even I like genetically the idea modified of a plants. kosher pig though I think it would be really cute it would have how would a, it be you'd have to be all blessed from the DNA it would have a nicer hoof it would have a nicer hoof if it was it's kosher half, it's hoof would look better it wouldn't be cloven what would it be <laughs> if they genetically altered it what would be the other options you want to well, give it like They'd make a pig into Grinch a cow fruit. or something, I guess. Hmm. Like they made a fish out of a tomato. You know that, right? I mean, a tomato out of a fish. They put fish genes in the tomato to make it shiny in the grocery store. Yeah, I know they're doing a lot of weird shit like that. They've always been doing that. That's what I was saying about my farm. That uh, dull pineapple, that, my farm is where they did a lot of shit like that. Yeah. And, and uh, here it is like I don't know how many generations later. But my fucking nuts are like, they're like walnuts. <laughs> I'm telling you. And you think it's because of the genetically modified dirt or something? Whatever. <laughs> the, these fucking things 
Three of them is a meal. Really? Yeah. It's the perfect protein. How did you get involved in uh, macadamia nuts? How did this whole thing get started? Oh, God. Well, I tried to look for a school to put for my kid because, you know, my kid, uh, he's 18 now. But he was little, and he needed to go to a school that had focus because I don't have any focus, so I wasn't able to teach him how to focus or else he was born that way or some shit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I can't tell. But so I put him in that school. So then I went, o- I went over and I found this school, so I went over there, and I bought this farm site unseen. Really? And moved into it. What, what island? Big island. Wow. So there was a really good school. As soon as I knew it was Elvis' favorite island, I went there. (laughs) Did you know that? That's where Elvis was. That's where Elvis, yes. It's the spot, though. If you've never been to the observatory, that's a life-changing experience. No, they said, don't go up there. No. Hmm. Because it could erupt at any fucking time. Really? Yeah. Uh, Is that active? That one active? Yes. Mauna Loa is active, right? Mauna Kea. Mauna Kea is active? Yeah, I guess. I think they give you a little bit of warning before it blows, but... But uh, the I know view I up just there. be turning. I, I just be turning the corner in my car just as it happened. Right when it hit. Yeah, I know it. I tweeted a picture today of uh, a bridge falling apart, of a, a, a road actually oh, no. falling apart. Just some cracks in the road, a landslide. This gigantic. That's one thing you do have to think about if you live in Hawaii. You do have to think about the fact that you're living on a volcano. Do you know I'm not making this up? You won't fucking believe this. This is the kind of shit that happens to me, and I'm not making it up. I believe you. I was sitting at my desk here, here where I live, you know, in the in the marina, and uh, I just hit send on some incendiary thing that I'd worked on all day. A <laughs> fucking incendiary tweet that had z- was at perfect zero. You know what I mean? Right, when you get to you the numbers, to 140, 140 yeah. characters. 140, it's 130 fucking seven. Shit. <laughs> now I have to alter the top of it. It's like it for obsessive people. But I just hit sand, and right then I, I felt an earthquake right on my fucking desk. And I went online, and it was, it had hit Marina Del Rey, right where I was, sit, where I was sitting. And I'm like, don't fucking go crazy because I was alone. I'm like... Don't fucking freak out, run into the street, screaming, knocking on their neighbor. Don't fucking do that. Stay in here, get some emotional control. You've just lived through a fucking, uh, you know, whatever it's called. The earth moving. Yeah. Earthquake. Yeah. So I calm myself down. So I go back to Hawaii. The first night there, there's another one. I almost lost my shit. It's Did you think it was just terrifying. beginning? Yeah, it's so terrifying. You think of all these people like, you know, they're they're just there and here comes a tidal wave and here comes a tsunami. I mean, how how uh, vulnerable we are to all of these elements and weather and stuff. Mm-hmm. And people don't think about it. It's terrifying shit. You can have a fucking nervous breakdown over that. Well, you definitely can. I mean, there's always going to be the problem that human beings die. That we're very finite. And whether or not we get hit with an earthquake or a tsunami or a hurricane, we're going to die anyway. I know. That's really the terrifying part. Yeah. That's the one. That's the big one. And then you're sitting there all the time wondering how you're going to die, you know? <laughs> like, are you, abs- are you scared of that at all? Do you think of that? 
No, not that much. No. Mm-hmm. The only what I think about the big worry for me would be leaving behind my kids. Yeah. That would be the big worry, you know, making them sad. But uh we're gonna die. I mean, yeah. I don't want to right now. I'm enjoying life, but I'm pretty sure it's inevitable. Unless something crazy comes along technologically over the next hundred years. Wouldn't that be cool? They say that it's there. I don't yeah. know if it would be cool because I don't know what's next. I, I'm not convinced that this is a, a one-stop shop. Like we land in life and this is it. And this is this is where our soul is, this is where our energy is. This is the ultimate stop of our our existence. I'm where, not convinced. Where do, you, where do you think you go after this? I don't know. But if, if just the fact that this exists, yeah. just the fact that this life that we live in, where we can communicate with our mouth, where we can see with our eyes, where we walk around and drive around flying planes... This life is so fucking insane and so yeah, crazy and bizarre true. and fantastic. Just the, just the idea that this existence exists where we shut off every night for eight hours and completely vanish from the, the reality that we live in. And then we do it willingly. And then we come back in the morning and we start all over again. That alone is fucking fantastic and bizarre and strange. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm not convinced that when we die, this ends. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that anybody dies. I'm I'm not convinced that this whole thing is in just one series of wake ups and goes to sleeps and wakes up and go and while you're conscious and while you're alive, I'm not convinced that you're in the same timeline that you were on before. I think we're Sims. We could be. I mean, that's what a lot of people far smarter than me are arguing. You can almost prove that we we are part of some sort of a crazy gigantic computer simulation. Yeah. But that might be what the universe is in the first place. I the think whole it's thing a might be. You know, I mean, that might be what nature is. Right. We, we try to look at nature as being something that's, you know, this is rock and this is dirt and these are one. Yeah, shorter until you break it down to molecules, until you break it down to subatomic particles that exist everywhere. I like patterns when you break it down to like, you know, mm-hmm. the genetic like patterns. Like Fibonacci sequence yeah. and things along those lines. All that yeah. shit is so interesting. Fascinating. It's like, oh, you don't need any bigger mystery than this. Yeah. this you know, who knows? Well, I know... Uh, today, Charlie Hill, a great comic, he died. Oh, he did uh, die. Yeah, he did. He left the earth. I was just and, talking uh, about him the other day with Jamie Masada. Jamie Masada from the Laugh Factory yeah. was telling me how sick he was. I had no idea. Yeah, he just went last night, and boy, he was a he great was a guy. great comic and a great person. Very, very good person. I've known that guy for a long time. He was always a very, very nice guy. He's still funny too. Yeah, he was. He was. He's a good comic. He, he was a funny dude. Native American. Told a lot of jokes about. White people steal his land. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. You know what, what he called? You know what he said? He goes, God damn it. He goes, I'm so glad you, you called because he's like, I'm laying here dying and I'll, I'm only hearing from uh, B-list comics. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. He's happy you stopped in for a guest set. <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, Not, that's an old line because he said Jay and, and David and everybody had already called him, but... He was still writing jokes, you know, That's right at the very end of it, writing a fucking joke. Yeah, that was the way that guy was. He was a fun it's guy. Funny. Very, very nice guy and fun guy to be around. Well, look at the friggin' uh, what's happening with, uh, you know, the na- the native, the First Nations people you in this country. You gotta sit up, otherwise people can't hear you, oh, sorry. Or sa- drag it to you. You could drag no. it back. From I was sit. saying you should take a look at, like, First Nations stuff mm-hmm. in the United States and how that's just, it's very fascinating to be more informed on that subject. Yeah, it's essentially genocide. I mean, that's essentially what happened to the Native Americans. Their their culture was wiped out. They were stuck into these small camps and fenced in and given these areas, and those areas eventually became casinos in some spots. I mean, it's the weirdest absorption of a culture ever. Most of them ever. didn't get any of that money. 
There's only a couple tribes that got any of that money. I believe it. Remember when that Jack Abramoff walked off with about $30 billion from uh, the Bureau of Indian Affairs? No, I didn't know about this. Who's that guy? Uh, he's one of those banksters that got caught, and I think he got four years. <laughs> God. Yeah, stole all the, the Bureau of Indian Affairs money, $30 billion. Well, those casinos are fucking, the whole situation is crazy because it's not like it's all Native Americans that own and operate those places. Mm -hmm. Other people are involved, too, that are profiting off of these casinos that are in places where it's supposed to be illegal. But in, in Native in American land. I got once because they had me meet some of their uh, Native. Council or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got I in go trouble? Yeah, because I go, I know you're, you're Italian. <laughs> you're Jewish. I know you're Jewish. I mean, I could tell that they were Italians and Jews. They weren't friggin' Native American. Well, how much Native American do you have to be? Do you have to be 100%? 50. 50? By the Roseanne Barr scale or no, by the by scale the, to, to run by shit? By the scale of each tribe makes their own thing. Oh, no. But it's mostly 50. Mostly 50. Or it, it could be your grandparents, too, 25. But it has to be pretty 50-50. Like in Hawaii, one thing I think so cool is that they do have a lot of uh, affordable housing for uh, the First Nations people there, you know, the Hawaiian people. Mm -hmm. And they, they get their, like, guarantee of school. And, like, they got, you know, Hawaii, the Big Island Hawaii is a, a fantastic socialist state. And, you know, um, I think that it's just going to make the big turnaround real quick because China just uh, said no GMOs. So we kicked their ass out. So now I think we're, we're going to like have a boom. But we do need some of that technology because I think we want to grow organic seeds with help. We, we don't want to reinvent the organic seed. Mm -hmm. We want to grow organics with technology. So it's a, a, an incredible new uh, time of, you know, mi mixing the best of everything. So what you're talking about is not genetically modifying the foods, but using technology to more efficiently till the soil, more efficiently irrigate the crops, more efficiently nutri put nutrients into the ground, things along those lines, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, the stuff that works. That, well, not only that, the stuff, the stuff that we know the cause and effect of, we know it's healthy, we know it's a part of the ecosystem, we know that there's a, just a rich biodiversity when it comes to any place where something's growing. There's bugs involved and rodents involved and bees. There's a lot of things involved. It's not just the plant itself. When you alter the plant, the real issue seems to be that you alter a lot of other shit, too. And then, of course, is I don't know how much of this is true or not, but the idea of cross-pollinization and people being yeah. sued because they have genetically modified foods growing in their, in their farms because of inadvertent cross-pollinization. Well, most hybrids. of us have a mix. I mean, honestly, there's very few people who have only organics. Really? Yeah. Most farmers there have a mix. But I think now it's been tilted to where it's going to become more and more, uh, you know, t moving towards 100% organic. No pesticides and this and that and the other. But in order to do that, you got to reverse a lot of things. Like you, you can't let them be spraying overhead anymore. They can't be spraying aluminum and barium all day if you're going to grow. Do you are you seeing are you saying chemtrails? That's yeah. The aluminum and barium shit. You know, I did a whole sci-fi special on that, a sci-fi channel, uh, a whole episode dedicated to chemtrails. And the more uh, I, I paid that. attention to it, the more I think that people are very confused as to what's going on. 
The, the government, I guarantee without a doubt, has sprayed things on people. They've proven it. They've proven it. They did it. I believe it was Detroit. There was a recent thing. They talked about doing it in the 1950s. They did tests to see what would happen if uh, the uh, communists had came over here and mm-hmm. did some sort of a nuclear attack on the population or a poisonous gas attack. I mean, they've, they, they sp- sprayed particles so they could track them. They don't know what the fuck that's going to do to people. They've done things where they've done, done experiments on the weather. They've done, they, they figured out how to cloud seeding by just doing it. I mean, they knew the science behind it, but it's not like they had a vote on the entire world and asked people, hey, can we seed clouds? Or what do you what do you guys think? You know, no, fuck it. They just did it. The government has done things along those lines for a long time. Well, but, some people think that they bring on earthquakes too. And, and Yeah, I, we talked about that as well in the sci-fi show, but here's the problem. There's science behind those trails. Mm-hmm. There's a, You can track when it's going to happen and when it's not going to happen. And it's all based on the humidity in the atmosphere. That's what it's all based on. When you have a jet engine and it burns jet fuel and it's going through the atmosphere, it's creating moisture. And in conditions where it's almost cloud-like, like very hazy, when a jet engine passes through this change of atmosphere and adding moisture creates a cloud. So when you see those patterns and people go, oh, they're spraying us. No, they're actually creating a cloud with the natural effect of a jet engine passing through a certain amount of humidity. That's why you see them in some days, but other Is days you don't see them. rain? No, it's just a natural side effect of jet travel. Not only that, they've known about it since the 1940s. In the 1940s, there was a, a, a paper written by the Army where they were asking what, what about these things that you see behind planes. They called them consistent condensation trails. Persistent, rather. Persistent condensation trails. Right. They didn't call them contrails back then. So they were trying to figure out what those things are. And they realized that this is just what happens if you get an engine to pass through the environment, burn fuel, and create moisture. That in certain conditions, it creates clouds. See, when people start talking about aluminum and barium and all that different shit, look, there's aluminum in everything. Not only that, the ground is filled with fucking aluminum. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these guys that are doing these tests, look, we found aluminum in the water. When you look at their test, it actually says sludge. Like, what in the world are they spraying? This is a conversation I had with a guy on the air. It says sludge. Sludge is dirt. Dirt and water. And he's saying, look, there's all this aluminum in this water. And I'm like, that's not water. That's water with dirt. So what you're telling me is you did a scientific test that showed that dirt tested positive for being dirt. Because that's what it is. Dirt has 7 10% aluminum in it. Sometimes less, sometimes more. Aluminum is one of the most common things you can find in dirt. So when someone does a test and says, look, this aluminum is proof they're spraying the skies. No. Fucking aluminum is a part of nature. It's everywhere. But right? they it's in are the ground. spraying aluminum, though. But they're not. If they were spraying it, why would they be spraying it? And what, what would it look like? Well, here's what it wouldn't look like. Clouds. Aluminum's heavy. If you spray it, so, it's much heavier okay, than moisture. You're saying moisture they're particles not the spraying chemicals on us. Then? They're not. What you're seeing in those things in the clouds, mm-hmm. the, well, there's real chemtrails. You know what the real chemtrails? That's what I'm talking Listen, about. Hold on a the second. They're ones. burning fucking millions of gallons of fuel in the atmosphere. That's real. Forget about this craziness of them spraying shit on us. That's going to alter our personalities. They're burning fuel in the sky. And we all take part of this. You did to get here from Hawaii. I did to, to get here from uh, Vegas this past weekend. We're all a part of it. But what it is, for sure, is not good. You're burning fucking fuel in the sky. That's the real chemtrail. What you're seeing in those cloud things, they're not spraying chemicals out of clouds. It's not some gigantic conspiracy that the whole world is in the dark about and all these politicians are in on and all. Do you know how many fucking people would have to be quiet every day on a daily basis if they really were spraying aluminum on people? 
And if they were spraying aluminum on <laughs> people, it wouldn't look like clouds. <laughs> Those are cl- they look like clouds because they are clouds. I've asked scientists. They said if you had aluminum dust and you spray it, it wouldn't look anything like those clouds. Even Monsanto says that they uh, are, are, you know, they need to have a uh, geoengineering. They yes. need they need a reflection because of what's in the soil. A reflection. Know? Yeah, they need like to create a mirror. What do you mean? Well, that's what it is. It's a mirror. Oh, you're talking about spraying in the sky? That yeah. Monsanto said that? Yeah. Oh, that, no, they didn't. Where did you yes, do this? Yes, they did. No. It's a mirror. I guarantee you they didn't. It's a mirror effect. They ha- Some I, people say this, I said. Okay, I know. I don't those know people if are I fucking it. crazy. I don't know. Those people are fucking but crazy. But they said Monsanto's it so they can that. project the movie that they plan on fucking uh, putting us all through. Roseanne, the war you're, of on the that, you're on that island too long. <laughs> you're going crazy. People those genetically modified this. nuts. <laughs> Those crazy nuts have got your fucking mind warped. I know people say people that, say but people it. also say that you all the leaders of the free world are actually reptiles. They also oh, say that. I don't go that far. I'm glad. I'm glad you I have a point. I bet you fucking think the <laughs> aliens are coming too. No. Are you one of those with the planet Nephilim and all that? <laughs> Nephilim. <laughs> Whatever it's called. I don't go there neither. It's Nibiru is the planet, <laughs> and it's the Anunnaki. No, 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 I don't. No. My daughter. Well, they, they do know that there's something out way, way out far past Jupiter and past uh, Pluto. And they think that uh, it's bigger actually than Jupiter. They think it might be actually four times the size of Jupiter at least. So they think it might be a, a, a brown star, like a, a star that's, that's died out. And they think that this solar system we're in might actually be a binary solar system. So it's a brown dwarf star. And um, no apparently way. there's as many binary star systems as there are um, with, with a single star. There's a lot of them. It's like super common. And if that's the case, that makes sense for a lot of things, including Pluto. Because Pluto is a small, it's not really a planet. Like that's why they stopped having it be a planet anymore. They realize it's part of the Kuiper belt, which is this right. huge belt of, of objects way out yeah, of the I edge of the that. solar system. But that there's a thing called the galactic shelf. There's this big drop off afterwards, which would indicate there's something absolutely massive just outside of it. This is all butchered science, by the way. I'm not a scientist, yeah. obviously. But so they think if there is a planet out there, a something out there that these people, you know, are, are trying to uh, describe, then more likely it's like a brown dwarf star. But it's, there's no people on it. <laughs> it's, it's a, you know, just a, a, I think a giant might, mass of something. I think there might be people. Well, there somewhere. could be somewhere if there is us. If there's us, there could be somewhere. The real problem with the alien thing is that everyone you talk to that says they've met aliens or they know aliens mm-hmm. real, they're almost all fucked up. <laughs> almost all. Almost 100%. <laughs> it's a hard, weird, it's like I don't believe, I don't <laughs> not believe in aliens. I, I absolutely believe that aliens could be real. Just like I believe in spiders. Spiders, spiders are fucking crazy. Have you ever met an alien though? No, I don't believe so. I mean, I might have. I think if you're smart enough to come here and be an alien, you're smart enough to also take a human form. I mean, we have fucking camouflage that we right. put on jets where you can't see them on radar. You know, we have hunters that wear, you know, p- clothes that look like trees and they stand in the, no one even sees them. Look, it's real obvious they could pretend to be a person. If you're so smart, you could get here from the planet, fuck yourself, a billion trillion light years away. Why can't you pretend to be a person? what if the government's made them? What if they're bots? <laughs> no, they're fucking bots. Listen, listen to me. They're, they're called. No, they are bots, and they are created and programmed and set upon uh, innocent people. From the, our government, this government? From the, 
the government of the beast. The government of the beast. So the money behind the whole thing. The other problem with that is they're not smart enough to make that. So you'd have to get people smart enough to make that. And the consensus science right now is what? not capable of bot like that. The consensus science right now is not you capable see that of Jap- making a I, fake person. That's bullshit. You have you seen those person? sex dolls? They're close, but it's not going to trick me. Well, that's just what they're showing you, but they're 50 <laughs> years ahead of that shit. They, the, the problem with that kind of thinking is the people that are they in control. They have Republicans. So, they have the whole Republican thing sewed up forever. The people that are in control are mm-hmm. not smart enough to create all this stuff. This stuff has to be created by scientists. The scientists, it's all documented stuff. Like everything that's being done, all the stuff that's being done today is all based on the technology that's been created by geniuses over the past hundred years. From Tesla, to Edison, on down the line, all these different people have added their comp- contributions and there's a very clear line between how these things get created. Yeah. So when you have all this fantastic stuff like giant televisions and satellite internet and yeah. all this, there's a direct line that shows how all this stuff came about. But yet they can't still get any clean water or food to the hungry people. It's not that they can't. It's just that they haven't figured out a way to make it so profitable that it's more profitable than than destroying the environment and stealing people's resources and leaving behind horrible pollution. Because that's profitable, that's the way they're doing it. The real problem is that the corporations are allowed to act like this. That yeah, that individuals is a real problem. become Thank a part you. of the corporations and, and then they what lose is their it humanity. That, what is it, though, I really want to say this, so I'm going to be a, you know, jump in there. But, uh, you know, uh, uh-oh, I think I lost the thought. It's like, <laughs> you know, uh, I did. I lost the fucking thought. That's okay. Thought. It happens. <sighs> they, yeah. What you were saying was that what I was saying that you reacted to was that they need to figure out how to still remain human. And that the problem is when you have a corporation, you have this big giant group of people that's allowed to act and and make money without any consideration. Oh, that's what each I was going to say. Yeah, because it's government. You know, the government that they hate and they all talk about. Oh, we we can't have a big government. And they're all on government money mm-hmm. while they're saying that. The Republicans, the mean. all yeah. of them. Everybody who uh, hates the big government is sucking on the tea to big government, and that's their job. They're getting paid to go out there and say we hate big government. Mm-hmm. We need to keep government in check. But government is the thing that keeps that shit in check. Government is the only power that people have. Mm-hmm. Government is the way, and it, there's no there's no uh, law saying it has to be a bunch of corrupt fuck fucking people that are for sale and whores and shit. There, there's uh, that ain't the law. It, it right. could actually be people who understood what being a true representative of the American people means. I think we should start a um, America. Here's my solution, because I, I like to think of solutions rather than just yap about problems like the left and the right, because they're fucking idiots who can't invent anything. But, um, you know, I, I think we could fix everything uh, in a real big, fat fucking hurry. How? We could fix the economic system if we wanted to. But we just put fucking regulations on it. That all the things that existed, you know, before Reagan took them away and sold us down the fucking river. Just put them back. Did you ever watch that documentary, Inside Job? Yes. Fantastic, isn't it? Wasn't it great? Yes. Terrifying. Terrifying and fantastic. And the guy who These guys on it, Coke. They're the fucking yeah. guys in the Wolves of Wall Street. Yeah, exactly. And the guy who uh, created, I should give him some credit right now, um, it, Charles H. Ferguson. And he's he's awesome. It was a really fantastic job he did. It was uh, a, just a brilliant and insightful view on how these problems occur, who profits, how these people 
that start out as people who are uh, the educators who are recommending mm -hmm. the economic uh, professors that are yeah. recommending certain standards, and then mm -hmm. those standards get passed, and these guys wind up getting giant jobs yeah. with the very banks that profited yeah. from them changing the regulations. It's fucking madness. It's, it's just the shell thievery. Game. It's, it's, and it's the right shell in front of everybody's game. face. Yeah. Well, they get off on that now. It, it, for the, they, they, you know, they used to like hiding it with their you know, secret organizations, but then they made a big change once they started on that cocaine. Then they liked to put it in people's face, and they kept coming with it. And it's like, not just put it in their face, but bend over and spread their ass cheeks and rub it right on your nose. As long as you can they, get a vacation house, they're well, willing. They are, they are just like, sure, they can get away with anything. Yeah. And they have been allowed to get away with anything. Not one of them's fucking ever been arrested. I think that's what's going to change. And I think it's going to change because of the Internet, because this information was all hidden before. Mm -hmm. We This same type of behavior, it's not new. It's not that it just erupted in 2000, you know, whatever. It's been around forever. You know, we have the, the direct line that we learned about the kind of regulations that Reagan had, you know, stopped and what what happened from then to the Bush administration. We know all that stuff now. But they just moved but public was all money into private pockets. That's the, that's the short yes. of it. Yeah. And, you know, they made laws that ma made it possible for them to do that. But w what steal. was so incredible about it is that it seems that and this is why I ran for president, because it was like, when are they going to put a a. a an American person, like a working American person, in a seat at those tables where money is apportioned, will that ever happen? You mean a person that represents the average person, the average person? Yeah, the, the, of the public, mm -hmm. of John and Joan Q. Public. So I think we should start a, I think that should be the name of our corporation of Americans, Inc., and that we should apply for, uh, you know, privatized um, contracts like everybody else is doing. So America Inc. being, you know, there's, there's a friend of mine that's starting uh, a business, uh, more of an avenue rather, for, for people to fund politicians the way corporations have been funding politicians and to encourage politicians that are responsible and ethical and that you could profit from that just as much as you could profit from having worked for some evil corporation and that if you got like sort of almost like a Kickstarter type thing to uh, to represent like a really strong I know ethical everybody politician. Says that, but anytime you put money into it, it's going to be wrong and suck ass. But if Every it's all transparent, time. the idea being if they're not representing a corporation that's going to profit Instead, they're representing people that want morality and ethics. See, the well, money, there's about, profit. It's but about commonwealth. But you see what I'm saying, though? Like, the I people do. would be willing to contribute, still, and then someone else would control it. still in their system, though. But I don't think it would be their system anymore. It would be our system if it was done correctly. What I'm saying is that our system would be different than the system right now because there wouldn't be a need for profit. See, the need for profit okay, exists like now that. where you, you get the politicians take the money from the corporations. The corporations give the money because they want profit. This would be people giving the money because they want ethics and morality and a healthy society. So I think the, the, so much money comes from taxpayers as it is to have that be an option instead, to have it people donate, people that really care about it, donate a certain amount. If everybody donates a little, it would be a staggering amount of Here's money out of 300 million people. I, I, yes, and, see, I've gone to therapy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, you know, uh, there, there, there is the public commonwealth and, uh, you know, for people who do pay taxes 
and they should get something back for the taxes they pay. That's the whole point. Right. And it should be in the form of hospitals, schools, uh, clinics. No doubt. Uh, free legal advice. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. you pay your fucking taxes for, health care. That's why you pay for roads and other things, too. You certainly don't pay your taxes to subsidize somebody who's thieving from you. A hundred percent. I agree. I, not only that, I would take it a step further and say community centers should be mandatory. Absolutely. In almost every community where kids can go, where they're protected, where they can learn things, where they can learn sports and skills and, and games and places where they can, you know, where, where we can educate in, inside of communities. I think that should be just like a gas station. It should be a normal part of every sort of uh, any, any sort of city or town and it should be funded it should be funded by the government because it's there to improve kids and it's there to improve people but That's education right. free as fuck across the board yeah. straight through the, the university way. all, all the, way. the way to the end we should pay for that we should Absolutely. make it we should make it tough to get into you have to work hard but it's fucking free. You know, education, college education was free in California before, and that's the first thing Reagan got rid of. Of course. Yeah. When he was governor. I'm, I'm not shocked. And that should be free. Um, college, I mean, sh- college, we can't encourage laziness, but we can certainly support people that want to learn and, and make it so that it's less of a thing. I mean, one of the reasons why good doctors get so goddamn greedy is because they got a fucking huge bill behind them from lo- from uh, medical school. So many people go into, by That's the time right. they're into office, they have these giant fucking well, bills behind them. all these kids them. that are getting out now, they're in a big old financial hole. Yeah. You know, they're in a hole, and what it means is, I mean, this is just part of the scam, and all that was like, because their parents signed, you know, their ho- houses away for the education, then they come and take the house. Yeah. Hello, it's just a big friggin' Ponzi scam. Yeah. It's the shell game times a million. Well, it's even more the shell game when it's obvious that when you find out that the banks actually banked on people faulting on their loans. Yeah. Defaulting. People falling apart and being have their homes repossessed. They actually banked on that. I know. They profited off of it. That one really pissed me off because... <sighs> It was like, you know, you know then what that means. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that means in in terms of cost, real cost, not bullshit paper cost, but real cost to a community. That means a lot more little kids are going to get beaten to death. And it means a lot more little kids are going to get trafficked. And, you know, I do Just think. Just because of poverty. Just yeah. Because. Putting that on people. So you can have a, you know, give your fourth mistress another, uh, you know, endangered species cape. <laughs> you know, fuck it. And there's just that. That's why I'd say the guillotine. That but might be one of the best quotes it. in the history of the internet. <laughs> give your fourth mistress an endangered species cape. Cape. What kind of cape would you make? Like like a, a, Human a rhino skulls. cape? Human skulls? Baby skulls. <laughs> just stitched all together yeah. so it clacks when you walk? Virgin blood vials. <laughs> Dangling around your neck. Yeah, with a fox trim. That's a real baller, though, if he's got four mistresses. That guy's respect. Well, yeah, but till you see him, like my <laughs> boyfriend always says, whenever we see a, a, you know, when we're here in California, we always see a, a, rich, old, a rich old fucker and his, uh, you know, stripper wife. And Johnny always says, that is proof that our currency is sound. <laughs> 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 That's funny. Proof that our currency is sound. That, that is actually very funny. But, you know, I mean, it, when you make everything for sale, you know, mm-hmm. presumed yeah. money doesn't mean anything. That's it's, why I think they're such fucking geniuses. Here's how fucking stupid they are, but they think they're smart. Who's they? The financial wizards. <laughs> 
The smart guy. The smart okay. guys. Okay. The money guys. The money guys. Yeah. Okay. They're so fucking stupid. They they make everything at a certain point. It's going to hit a wall and end. They put that right in there, too. It can't go on. Right. It's not sustainable. It's going to crash and you're going to fucking get caught. But I think that's what they like because they're so, so sociopaths. They like the fucking people over part so much, you know, that they just keep the denying that there's going to be a reckoning. But, of course, there is. And that's already happening. There's I, a fucking reckoning right now on Wall Street and everybody knows it, but nobody talks about it. Well, I think that's just what people do nor, or ordinarily without logic and without without enlightenment if i mean that's what we do as far as moron but it's for what we do as far as the pollution of the environment no, as far as global warming you're right you're right smart people would right. not do that you're right because they would factor in the true cost not the not the one in the books that you cook oh i'm 100 percent in agreement with you but i think that the consequence of their actions are just something they're like ah, i'll deal with that eventually yeah they i do. don't think they're like engineering this this idea of infinite yeah, then growth. they hit the wall yeah and, and, and they fuck over like all the old people and everything <laughs> they fuck over every and then, and then right away what's the first thing they do they start working on the other side of the street they go to rehab Right. And they then they come out, you know, I've been sober for 14 days. And then you have to, like, say, God damn, you're a hero. Good for you. You fucking, it's such a hypocritical bullshit. And then they go thing. and they, they work to try to stop corruption. That's my favorite. Yeah, that they is what they do. to expose corruption and write books on, yeah. this is our... <laughs> it's all, like, so crazy. I think, though, that the, the, what I'm saying is that I think people do shit when they think that it's like, why do people smoke cigarettes? They know the consequences are cancer. They know they're going to get it, but they're like, ah, eventually. But the smoke right now is better for me than not having the smoke. So I want it right now. And the consequences, fuck it, I'll deal with them later. Right. And I think that's a lot of times what people are saying when they're, you know, when they're creating these sort of laws that allow them to, you know, the the concept of infinite growth doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work on paper. There's only a certain amount of resources, a certain amount of space on Earth. Like, if you just keep counting numbers, I you're going to run out of space. I think they're going like this. This shit is over. I'm <laughs> getting mine so. now as I don't much think as I can grab. I don't think they're that advanced. I think what, what people are doing is just doing what people have always done. Acting without that much concern for the consequences because they don't have to deal with the consequences right now. It's like when, when you get up in the morning and you, know, and you look at this, there's a, a cake from last night that looks oh so delicious and it's right next to like all your fresh vegetables that you were thinking about making a hemp you know, protein shake with. I, I a lot of times go for that cake. You know why? Because fuck it. It's right there. You know, I know it's bad for you. I know it's sugar. I know I'm going to feel like shit later, but right now I'm going to feel good. I'm going to feel good when I eat that red velvet. Oh, mm, yummy, yummy, yummy. And I think but that's what these crazy fucks do are doing. That. Right? If you're not going to do that if your intent is to, you know, lose two pounds by three days from now. So no, you're it's right. Like you're going to you know, you need Adderall. But, what it is. I don't really go for the cake. I'm pretty healthy. But what I'm no, saying I mean, is it's, a, it's, a, it's an instinct. Focus, if well, it's a lower instinct. You're and right. You know, it's based on the Peter Principle and all that shit. And uh, What's the Peter Principle? Well, not Peter. What's that one? Uh, Penis principle? No, what's that one? I can't think of it. What, Whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Oh, okay. Whatever's that one, I can't remember. Um, What is that called? But think, you know what I mean. Yes. Right? 
Maybe it's a God damn it, you've bro broken my brain. I normally have that right there. But I think, well, you know what? It could, with a slight alter, if I'm... Murphy's Law. Yeah, Murphy's right. Law. It, Monsanto so, could fix Murphy's Law. I was using it, confusing it with Moore's Law. Um, I wonder, and how could Monsanto could, do it? Monsanto could they come have all up that money? With, with a chip. Uh-huh, a so chip. put it in people's head or teeth, <laughs> wherever. Yeah, but you know what they would do with that chip? They would just fucking download your brain and turn you into a robot. That's what they would do. Maybe They've already, people need to be turned into robots. The NSA came out today. There was an article that said the NSA has 100% access to iPhones. They can look at your camera, read your texts, uh, listen to your microphone, like keep your microphone on, even if your phone is off. Did you not know that? Access. Is that a surprise to people? Um, that there's 100% access? That's pretty fascinating. Yeah. The thing about, and this is uh, one of the reasons why uh, our, our podcast sponsors uh, is sponsored by Ting. Ting's a company that uses Android phones. And what I See, like, did you get an Android? Yeah. An Android? What I like about Android phones, yeah, you got an Android. You could take the battery out, so you could shut it off. Not saying that the government is really listening to you, but the idea that that's possible that anybody could just turn your microphone on at any time or turn your camera on at any time to me sounds ridiculous. But we know that the NSA has that capability. If you have an Android phone, you just take the battery out. You can't do that with an iPhone. The iPhone, it's a weird, a lot of weird shit about the iPhone. The memory is all in there. You can't get it out. The fucking the batteries in there. You can't get it out. You no know, access. people are dying to make. The, you know, people are oh, yeah. dying making those cell killing phones. themselves. You know what's hilarious about that? Yeah. I had this uh, conversation with this guy who was trying. I have a, a friend, not a good friend, but this guy that I know that always tries to give me the Republican point of view on things. Like he's a sensible, logical guy. You know, we were talking about this factory in China where people are jumping off the roofs. And he goes, well, do you know how many people are working at that factory? And uh, I said, yeah, it's like about a half a million people or something crazy. And he goes, and if you look at the average population of a half a million people, the amount of suicides is pretty standard. And I said, yeah, but they're killing themselves at work. <laughs> How many fucking people kill themselves at work? Like, that's not standard. There's nothing standard about that. That's ridiculous. It's that, that, that concept stupidity. is ridiculous. I call it idiotocracy. Yeah. It's like a fucking a tower of bullshit. There's and, a lot of uh, people that don't want to be silly, though. You know what I mean? They want to be sensible. Come on. But, you know, we have enough fact and data now that we can make informed decisions. We have enough mm -hmm. stuff to make informed intelligence de intelligent decisions that work for the, you know, the pe for everyone, not mm -hmm. just the few at the expense of the many, but for everyone. And, um, you know, that, that I feel like, hey, you know, yeah, we're on our way out and everything's fucked up and dying and over. But I think it's our karma to fucking do it right this time because, uh, you know, helping each other and such, you know, trying to um, take a step back from needing so much mm -hmm. and being more into uh, sharing and new thoughts, new solutions, solution-based thinking and stuff. I think this is a great time for that, and we're, we're really evolving into that. And people can't back away from it anymore. They're, so it's not over. Well, I, I think that, you know, I do think it's over for humans, for human <laughs> life. I do. But I think that when people get that in their head, it's going to make them really mutate quickly and go, oh, my God, uh, I better get right with my maker and actually start fucking doing some of the shit that I know is, you know, the right thing to do just because I'm a human being. Right? I think that's happening. I think that's happening as well. That's why I have hope. 
Um, I think that's evident in what I read online. I mean, even points that I don't agree with. I mean, the extreme left points, the extreme progressive positions, which a lot of times I don't take those positions. But I like the fact that those positions are really public now. You know, I like what I like is how the left uh, I like how I like to watch it on Twitter. You know, I like how the left like goes right for character assassination. (laughs) But then, you know, that's what people do when they've lost the argument. Ad hominems, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes it's, they're good points, though. It's a good to consider how fucked up someone is before you listen to their point of view on something. If you know that they're kicking babies in their spare time, it's, it's probably something to pay attention to. I know what you mean, though. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to say, like, uh, just because somebody, you know, they're trying to, the real thing is uh, that they want the monopoly of definition. That's what they're after. That's the real war. They they want things to mean what they want them yes. to mean. Yes, that's a and, very and good statement. And they try to statement. censor people who are saying something else. That's a very powerful statement, what you said, the monopoly of, of definition. That's so, so true. Yeah. And, the, and I've how never... they try to censor the debate in a free society. We have debate, which has more than one opinion. Yes, you're like 100% Monsanto, right. Unlike Monsanto science, it's the same mental thing. And... Uh, you know, uh, it's a rigid ideology. Yeah, and it makes no sense. It doesn't. It doesn't apply data and fact as it. It doesn't directly apply data and fact. Well, it's also. I think there's a lot of these people that are involved in both sides, whether it's the conservative movement for sure or the really progressive movement that are really just assholes that want to get heard. No they shit. They really just love giving their opinion and they love the attention that well, it, it's even if they of- have a point. Well, that's part of MK Ultra Mind Control. You see, it, it oh, is. Well, I like that. How many times you use the word binary, because that is it is a binary. And uh, it, what MK Ultra does is it, it it's like these two groups. They they're like you know they both work for the same people. <laughs> they both get paid from the same people, the Democrats and the Republicans. And what they do is they use monop- They try to monopolize the definition so they can fundraise. And I say it's like the fundraising, those parties are the fundraising arm of uh, the prison, military, media, wedding, industrial complex, you know. I mean, they just want to confuse people so that people vote against their own better judgment and their own best interests. And that's their strategy. That's their whole MK Ultra strategy, how they get people to stop thinking that they deserve an answer and a solution for the tax monies they pay. That is what the you know Tea Party was originally about before it got waylaid by punk-ass hoes. Well, isn't that what always happens, though? I mean, Occupy Wall Street, they said at one point in time, they think that one out of three people in Occupy Wall Street was really like FBI. (laughs) They're really like some undercover agents. They infiltrate. And doesn't that happen with everything? And it happened with the Tea Party as well. The people that thought that the Tea Party was like, look, we are going to demand a responsible government and a government that follows the Constitution. Then all of a sudden, these crazy fucks Mm -hmm. got involved in racism and nuttiness. What better way? to diffuse a, a movement than to make to marginalize them by making them look ridiculous. Well, they do send in their people. Of course. And, um, always have, always will. The reason they do that is monopoly of definition again, and it is that they, then they can control their own opposition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
you know, that works. Yeah. That work, that's how power does it. Well, that's what ideologies do, too. The monopoly of, of definition that you describe, which is such a great phrase, again. Um, but that, that's, that is the issue with the left. That's the issue with mm-hmm. the right. That's the issue with having teams. Mm-hmm. It's like you decide that this is how we look at things and how we look at things is how they are. Well, the left does it for a certain reason because that's how they fundraise out of, like, mm-hmm. you know, Like the left begs, like the Democrats beg for money. It's like we need three dollars by midnight. Have you got those? (laughs) Have you got those emails? No, I don't. (laughs) I'm not a part of that list. And uh, you know they're begging for money, and the Republicans like they beg for money too, but they demand it like they have the right to it because it's sovereignty that they're defending. But they're not. They're friggin' yanking people to get their money. Mm -hmm. That's all they're doing. Both of them, they work together. They are a system of mind control that helps them move public money into private pockets. It's so, it's so fucking ridiculous. I mean, I feel sorry for people that they have been so manipulated and, you know, all the time they're losing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's horrible. It, it is. It's a, it's a disgusting aspect of human beings and a weird thing. We're, we're tribal people. And I think ultimately we have that instinct to be a part of a group. Right. And when people are part of that group, you see this, the group think is so strong. It's so prevalent. I, I've had conversations with people oh, I, about I anything. About I had a conversation with a guy who I, you know, before this conversation, I respected him online who, about um, abortion where uh, Richard Dawkins had said that a, um, a fetus inside a woman's body is like less human than, uh, than, than a pig is. You know, like, or j- just as human as a pig. He needs to read that Dale Carnegie but it, book. It was just a weird, it was a weird statement, and I, 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 t- <laughs> I tweeted, "Well, that's silly because everyone knows that a fetus can become a human being." All right, that's that's the idea behind a, the abortion. Like, you're being very disingenuous if you pretend that the idea behind the abortion isn't that. What you're doing is you're stopping a potential human being. A, f- a pig is not. You're not going to stop. It's not going to become a person. It's not. Doesn't turn into a carriage or a fucking pumpkin. All right. It's a pig. A, a, a fetus is a part of a person. That has nothing to do with the woman's right to choose. The woman's right to choose is a completely different subject. So he starts calling me a Republican and saying like, yeah. you know, that I, I, I don't respect. Isn't this all about controlling a woman's body? Like, absolutely not. Well, they like, want you to say what they are saying. Yes. They, they, they're a bunch of fucking, you know, yeah. right wing. And, and they want to diffuse commies. anything that you're saying that might be logical. Well, they're commies, too. There's and a lot of that. And yeah. their shit is like, um, you know, you know, it, it's just like it's going to go my way or the highway. We, we don't allow, you know, to me, it's like this. We don't allow old women to open their fucking mouth in the in the general theater. Excuse me, bitch. That's what it feels like to me. So that's why I just go, well, you wait a minute. You know, wait a minute. Well, with this guy that I was talking to, I don't think it was that. I think it was he was just following the ideology. You're you're always supposed to support a woman's right to choose, and you're always supposed to marginalize any uh, anything that would point to the idea of abortion being a bad thing. And I'm saying they're not mutually exclusive. Like I think a woman should be able to do whatever she wants to do with her body. I can't control that, but. It does get crazy when you're talking about aborting an eight-month-old fetus. 
I mean, yeah, at, at I what know. point in time, when does it get crazy? It's, if it's yeah. not crazy when it's a group of cells, I agree. You're pulling out a group of cells. Is it crazy when it's that big? Is it crazy when it's that big? Is it crazy when it can exist outside your body? Is, I mean, I don't know. I, I think this, I, but to say that this is know, not a discussion for debate. That's a huge, a huge subject. Sure. And it needs a lot of debate. And, you know, you have to look at what's being censored. Yes. And there's a reason why it's being censored. People and, are uncomfortable with it. They're also uncomfortable with their decision that, you know, they want to be able to have an abortion. And if you say, well, okay, you know you're killing a p- potential human being. Like, oh, no, 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 I'm getting rid of some cells. Okay, at what point in time does it become a person? Because like, that's an actual conversation. Yeah. I think that's a real conversation. Too. To pretend that it's not is a part of that whole ideology thing. It's a part of that thing where people... Is your fucking phone going off? Yeah, it's How dare you? my kid. How dare you? I'm sorry. Your kid's going, Mom, the CIA's at the house. my kid. Uh-oh, wait a minute. I just got to say... I'm on the radio. I'll call you. Are you okay? <laughs> Ah. All right, wait. I told him I was going here. Anyway, sorry. Um, um it's also fucking stupid. And mm-hmm. it could like it has a simple solution. Like for people like me, like we we think different than other people, but we can see that there's a simple and much cheaper solution to all of these problems, you know, if if logic, data and fact are applied. I think they are being applied now more than ever before, and that's why I have hope. And also, I think this idea of teams of Republican left-wing Democrat or Democrat left-wing, Republican right-wing, that's looking more and more silly every day, especially when you look at Obama. There's so many people that fucking support Obama and don't say a goddamn thing about the shit that he's done in comparison to the shit they were on Bush about. It's the same stuff. It's the same stuff, and all these liberals have proven to be massive cowards. By not coming out against him the way they came out against Bush on a million different well, things, you know, you have to debatable look at, as they may be. Uh, you have to look at what happens to you when you do that. Mm-hmm. You know how it works. Twitter activism, as mm-hmm. it's called. It's just character assassination. You ruin fucking people's lives because their opinion isn't in line with your sanctioned opinion that you were paid to get out there and lobby. Mm-hmm. You no. know, I mean, seriously, people's lives are ruined if they stand up against power. Let's not forget that. Oh, for sure. Especially if it's Especially a now. massive he's, amount of power. He's after whistleblowers now. Isn't I mean, that fascinating that he, in his the campaign website, there was a whole thing about uh, giving whistleblowers uh, relief and, and helping them uh, expose injustices. And then they yanked all that shit out. <laughs> they they knew out. what to say, though. <laughs> They knew who to, they knew, you know, what do you think that is? What do you think that is? Do you think that once you get into office, they just, they let you know what the real deal is? You can talk all that shit you want while you're campaigning, but once you get into office, then you you find out what the fuck's up? You know, I think it's the system. The system is what's corrupt. The people are just stuck in the system. Mm -hmm. I think if the system were changed, if, you know, and it would have to be changed by the people and the people's government, mm-hmm. the people's application of their will that would result in accurate government, you know, for the people. I think, you know, I think I think without that, it'll continue to replicate no matter who's there because it's stupid and it doesn't work. It's fucking passe. It's obsolete. Mm-hmm. It's time for fucking, you know, to uh, stop defending what's already fucking dead so you can yank people and get them to send you fucking money, mm-hmm. you know? 
I think we should just be done with money. Serious. We we don't fucking need money. And you know what? People don't need gold either. They need water. So let's make water the new fucking currency or something. Let's move away from it. It ain't that hard. It's not that hard to create a fucking just economic money system. It's and not... still have rich fucking people too. How do you have rich people if there's no money? Well, you know, you know, you would have other means to create common wealth. And so some people would accrue more. But wouldn't that others. be money? Wouldn't that would be no, another kind of money? No, not necessarily. I completely agree with you that the system is fucked, and I think that patching it up is like taking a, a Windows ninety five computer and trying to make it work in today's internet and fucking adding a bunch of shit to it and tweaking. It's a broken system. Throw it out and get a new one. Yeah, and, and we're smart enough. Yeah. I mean, we got enough smart fucking people that they could put something better together. We could do a lot better in a big, fat fucking hurry if we'd shut the fuck up and mind our own goddamn business, stay home once in a while, and, uh, you know, clean up your own back fucking yard. What do you think is the best example of a working government in this, in this, this planet? Is there one country that really stands out as really having their shit together? Norway or Sweden? It seems or... like I, I'm like in Iceland because I'm always like, mm. where the fuck am I going to go? You know, because I always look around. But Iceland, yeah, because they, they uh, you know, dumped the Fed. Mm-hmm. And then they started arresting bankers and doing something different. And yeah. they got richer for doing it because they're not imposing a system of debt on people. They're doing something smarter. And, you know, I mean, you know, I, I just have hope that that would happen here that because we, we could we could nationalize the Federal Reserve and sol- solve all our problems. Let's save the dollar. But, I mean, nobody will friggin' do it. Yeah, I know. I agree with you about Iceland as well. I think that is also if there's an example of uh, one country that can do it, those are people. And so that's a better uh, that's a, a clear example that your what your statement is that the system is corrupt. Yeah. Well, that's proof right there right. because you're seeing a system that's not corrupt and the people are benefiting from it. And it's right. a healthy society. People, everything will work just fucking fine. Yeah. Everything knows what it's supposed to do already. If you just get the fucking people that are, you know, fucking it up out of the way. And the best way to get them out of the way, in my opinion, is to, is to remind them that they could rejoin the human race. They don't have to be on that other side in, you know, in that limbo exile thing that I know they live in because I've mm-hmm. seen it. Yeah. They could rejoin it and then fucking come up with a solution that actually works. It ain't that fucking hard. I think people are doing shit like grandmothers all over this world. They're fixing their community with a rubber band and a paper clip. It's not that fucking hard to have everything work well. The default position of the universe is to the positive. Everything fucking already knows what to do, except for, you know, criminals at the top, a small group of criminals at the top. I think you're 100% right. And I think that I liken our society to that of like an alcoholic's personality, like someone who's trapped in a terrible pattern and keeps repeating the same problems over and over again and drinking and driving and, you know, just fucking killing their body. I think that that probably is how our society is that we've got addicted to the idea of extracting money out of this broken system to the point where people are so addicted to money and so addicted to the benefits of having it that they're not willing to say hey you know i'm a part of something that's ultimately destructive even to me yeah and to my well, children it's that gambling mentality this uh, people think they're if people think they're getting something for nothing that's like the greatest friggin' drug they mm-hmm. got you know yeah they like and getting over. Uh, you know they they disguise what it is but it's thinking you're going to get more than 
than everybody else. That's so true. They love people love getting over, don't they? They mm-hmm. just love it. They mm-hmm. love getting over. I have a friend that will like try to get bargains on fucking everything, and I'm like, dude, you you have money. Like, why are you haggling over you know an extra twenty dollars off or something, or five dollars off, or whatever the fuck it is? He goes, I like getting over. I just like getting over. He goes, if I could get it for free, I'd want to get it for free. Like people want to get things for free, and they're rich. <laughs> yeah, they do. Like, they want that thrill of figuring out how. I'll to tell do you, it. I got rich, so I know firsthand how it works on you. <laughs> I know exactly how it works on you. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, it it works on you. It's it does. Till there's you know there's nothing left of you. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard. That's a hard. Uh, th- that's hard when you can't fucking stomach it no more. But then you can go. Oh, I'm gonna not do that no more. With you, was it hard going from like not having money to being like one of the richest women in the history of Hollywood over or a period? Or the world, the history yeah. of the world. Over a period of how many years? Uh, three years. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's it, insane. It was a, it was fucking cha ching right away. <laughs> it was like when I first came to L.A. My first night there, like they saw me. The I got a TV show the first night there. Then I got the Tonight Show. Then I got a Julio Iglesias tour that was 10 times the money my husband worked at the post office ever made. So, you know, I mean, it was cha-ching right from the get-go in L.A., dream come true, you know. Wow. And you were one of the old-school comedy store gangsters, too. You came up in the era where things were probably one of the most powerful eras in the history of stand-up comedy. If you go back and look at, like, the origins from Lenny Bruce to yeah. Carlin to what have you, your era of the comedy store is one of the most powerful eras ever. Yeah, it is, but there was one that preceded me. That that was the one where... Um, you know, they had the strike and all, all the comics. I mean, there, there was a, like a David Steinberg and, you know, those guys, they're, they're like in their 70s or mm-hmm. late 70s now. But a whole bunch of guys like that. Um, oh, God, I'm so bad on names. I am embarrassed. But, you know, mm-hmm. a, a whole uh, Elaine Boozler, just a, a little bit before me, they, they were the ones that created, broke down, you know. So they did great work. Great. Yeah, for folks who don't know, the way L.A. works is uh, for the longest time, nobody got paid. You would go up and you would do spots and the clubs would be packed every night and the comedians would be starving to death, especially the local ones that are just sort of starting out. But they would be providing providing all this entertainment but not sharing in any of the profit. And mm-hmm. this, the comedy clubs weren't willing to budge. Mm-hmm. They they were like, look, this is the way it is. There was a book that's written on it, right? Mm-hmm. Ari okay. Shafir was reading it recently. Yeah. I forget what it's called. Me See if too. you can find that, Jamie. Um, but the, uh, the, the strike itself was, was very important and now comedians get paid for their sets. Yeah. It's kind of weird that they would think that it would be okay to have people perform and you profit off them performing, but you keep all the money. Well, we saw that in Denver too. We had a, we had a little club there and everybody worked for free and, uh, the owners like start buying second homes and, you know. Yeah. I'm dying up here. That's the name of the book. Oh, yeah, I I have that. You know, when you see the owner who's another comic Mm -hmm. and he's buying a second house and, uh, you know, adding on to the club, you're like, and he's still doing time on Monday. He's still working the club. Mm. You you know, I mean. Yeah, they think they're doing you some good by letting you perform. That's what they said to us. But we're like, you know what, you're going to pay. And because they won in L.A., they did. So it went all across, you know, it went all across the country, the, the, the ripple of that. 
Yeah, the idea behind it is pretty fucking gross. And, you know, the, just because the comics are benefiting from it, what, you're not? Like, that is your whole business. Well, that's profit sharing yeah, again and commonwealth exactly. and all that same mm-hmm. stuff. And any club owner that would do that is a piece of shit. Any club owner that wouldn't want to compensate the comedians that are performing from and, th- and actually think that you're going to get them to work for free while you have your place packed every fucking night, that's disgusting. Like, you don't, you know, they're going to get a lot out of it. They're going to get famous. You know, well, like, that's what, like all artists in Hollywood, yeah. though. I mean, anybody who can put two words together, you know, they, they, they'd rather not pay you a dime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, writers, musicians, songwriters, you know, they want to own everything now. They got their copyright laws. They want to own everything. Some people do, yeah. But this, you know, one of the beautiful things about small clubs that I've always loved, like, uh, you know, if I do like Zanies in Nashville or something like that, it's like the, the club owners, if you go to these places, like, they actually like the art form. They, they you yeah. know, it's a good exchange. They enjoy it, you know. They, they they enjoy the idea of having performers on their stage and that people have a good time and that their business flourishes. They're happy to pay you. Well, you know, there's a lot of great comics out there getting old now and, you know, they don't have any money and uh, mm-hmm. there's a, you know, a bunch of shit like that. They, they gave their whole lives for comedy and they didn't get rich like I did, you know, and a few of us. But they're just as, you know, they're great writers, great comics. But, you know, you get broke down by that system like all artists and creative people do. Well, I think with a lot of these guys, too, though, they're also very woe is me. There's quite a few of those guys that never figured out social media. They never figured out how to promote themselves. They stopped writing new material. And then they they feel like, I've been doing stand-up for 30 years, and I can't sell at a club. Well, well, what did you do? I mean, like, what did you do with your time? Like, how much of your time did you actually invest in continuing your career? (laughs) How much of your time did you actually invest in writing? And how much did you just think that it was just due to you? Because you've been around for 30 years. I thought, I thought it was just due to me. <laughs> you sound like my representatives now. Well, for you, you know, you, I, I said it before the show, but I'll, I'll say it afterwards so other people could hear it. We were talking recently about 10 of the most influential comedians of all time, and you were on our list. And well, I appreciate that. Thank it's, you. It's 100% true. It's an honor to have you on the show, in Thanks. fact. That I think that you came along and you were this new type of woman stand-up. Uh-huh. In, the, in a lot of in the ways, even more powerful than Kinison was as a male stand-up. Yeah. You came along and you had this whole new thing going on. You were a woman who didn't give a fuck. Like, you don't give a fuck what anybody says. You're going to fucking tell them and you're going to say, like, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. This is what I feel. This is mm-hmm. my fucking husband. And you would, you, <laughs> you were slaying with this material because nobody had ever seen that before. I remember, I think it was my mom who told me about you. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was my mom. Because uh, my, my, my mom, she likes stand-up. Is she in her 60s? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she likes stand-up. And uh, I think she was, I'm almost positive it was her, but she's like, you got to see this woman. Oh, my God. She made me laugh like no woman has ever made me laugh before. <laughs> but that statement, like it was a different kind of a thing. Like she said it that way. I mean, she was just, just trying to say how much she enjoyed it. But that was a true statement. Like she made you laugh in a way that you never laughed at a woman comic before. You just, you owned it. Where a lot of these women who came before you, although they were very funny, they wanted people to like them. Yeah. And you were like, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was. Uh, I learned it. I mean, you know, I learned it on stage. I- I'll tell you, I-, I did learn a lot of it from my dad because my dad was just like that. Hmm. He-, he was like one of the funniest ones ever. Really? Yeah, but he had to get a job, you know, because he had kids. So. Wow. But uh, he did some funny, funny Where did he do stand-up? Nowhere. 
no just one. in the house and <laughs> when people called and stuff it was great because we always had the mormons who lived in salt lake and the mormons always came uh to our house to teach us about you know the book of mormon mm-hmm. and my mom was a nice woman so she always let them in and I guess she wants somebody to talk to or whatever. Plus, they were handsome as hell. And my mom's <laughs> like that, you know. She's the pretty girl always. So she's like, when when she was 70, she's like, I can still get a man. Whoa. Any man. Whoa. Said, That's why I'm so neurotic. Cause <laughs> but anyway, so she'd invite him in. And so my dad, he didn't like him because he was an atheist. So he used to go down the basement and scream up, uh, or the better thing he did was when they knock on the door after they've been there a couple times, he they goes, Mrs. Barr in. And he goes, Mrs. Barr. Mrs. Barr is in jail for 28 days. We have nothing to discuss. <laughs> I mean, he'd do it. And we, us kids would just we'd be peeing our pants. It was so funny. So he would just do that to fuck with people, to entertain. He had, a, yeah. like, the heart of a stand-up, right? Yeah. Plus, his lines were pretty good, too. Yeah, he was funny. My whole family was funny. It was all slams. Everybody's slamming everybody. I got the first slam when I was four. My uncle Sherman was uh, sitting there eating my grandma's uh, soup, and he always called her a greenhorn and stuff because she was an immigrant, you know. So he's like, you know, in America, they don't put a, an inch of chicken fat on top of their soup, you know. And <laughs> I was like four, and I was just like, he's talking about my grandma. And I really want to film this, too, because I, I felt like Wonder Woman, and I knew I was going to deliver the line. It came to me, and I was going to do it, you know, that thing you get when you mm-hmm. a comic. Yeah. And I'm like, then how come you eat two bowls of it? Boom. And and everyone laughed, and he got really pissed. And I was only four, but he got pissed. So then I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> I I can own this room. So you remember the first time you ever killed? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I remember every second. You, you just knocked out of the park oh, with a line, yeah. and you had the feeling that you get when you go on yeah. stage and you have an idea. Yeah, because he was fat, and he, no one could say he was fat. <sighs> they couldn't say, hey, you're a tub. Or anything like that to him because he was sensitive, but he was a bully. a bully. Like a lot of fat people are bullies, you know. They're not all jolly. Well, there's but, a lot uh, of fat people that are uncomfortable, right? Yeah, whatever, but they're mean, and yeah. he's one of them. So I was like, you're eating too much. Boom! It was like <laughs> double. And I knew it was fucking double, too, because it was like I was I was penetrating the shield of bullshit. Yeah. But we don't tell him he fucking is a big, fat pig. That's where all the best comedy lies. Oh, it's so fun. A missile, a hellfire missile that penetrates the shield of bullshit. <laughs> but the bad thing is when you are like that, like me and my dad giving it back, then you have kids and they give it to you, and God damn, that's awful. <sighs> my kid already gives it to me. How old? I have a five and a three. The five-year-old is already, like, talking shit. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so your karma. Yeah, yeah it was, it's totally. I told her she had to go to bed. She goes, why? I don't have a job. Ah! Love. She just looked at me. Because I always thing. say, Daddy has to get up in the morning. Daddy has a job. I got to go to sleep soon. So when I tell her <laughs> she got to go to sleep, she was like, why? I don't have a job. Bing. Just looking at me. I was like, oh, snap. This is before she was even uh, going to preschool. She was like four when she said that. <laughs> Isn't that great? I know it's happening. I know it's coming. Yeah, but that's get it. Y- you know what? No parent that's escapes no way around it. Their karma. No parent escapes it. I, I enjoy it. I, I wanted to be. I wanted to be strong. I wanted to have 
her own opinions. I want, I mean, the, the arguing about whether or not she should have to go to bed is the beginning of arguing whether or not she should have a terrible job, arguing right. whether she should have an existence uh, that she doesn't enjoy, whether she should be in a relationship that she thinks sucks. That's right. What did you, you say be... to her when she said that? So you got a good point. I said, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... Did you her, make her go to bed? No, no. I made her watch one more half hour of Max and Ruby and then go to bed. Give her that, another 30 that minutes. That line work. deserves some reward. <laughs> I didn't tell her that the line deserves reward because I didn't want her to be encouraged to continue it. But I just had to explain it to her. I said, it's so important when you're young to get your sleep. I go, because you're a growing organism. You know, so I, I, I tried to explain, like showed her some pictures when she was a baby. I said, you see what you look like now? You don't look like that anymore? That's all from sleep. That sleep turns you from a baby into this four-year-old girl who can talk to me. She's like, really? I go, yep. I go, it's thinking and it's learning. That's all important too, but sleep is big. It's really important. I go, but it's not going to hurt you if you watch one more show. So we'll watch one more show. You're like a good dad. It's so, it's so important that girls have a good dad that they can talk to. Really, girls need that more than anything. I think so, and it's important for a guy to have a good mom. Yeah. You know? You know, um, I thought of something funny my dad said. I we were Jews, you know, in Salt Lake, and so I was always like, "How come Santa doesn't come to our house?" I was like, "I was about eight, <laughs> like, maybe six. How come we? How come Santa doesn't come over our house? Because Santa is an anti-Semite." It's it was so funny. Horrible thing for a kid to hear. It was, but I knew it was hilarious. Right, you knew, you already knew dark. him. Yeah, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I love so you that were like raised comedy. to be a comic, essentially. Yeah, he kind of did. He used to watch uh, Ed Sullivan with me, you know, and he'd go, "This guy is—he's uh, a comic." He says, "You know, he's—he goes, this guy's a comedian. He's—he says things funny. This guy's a comic. He says funny things." He told me how, he broke it all down for me. He goes, "This guy is actively resisting. This guy is a resistor. This guy is a um, what do you call it? Where you call?" collude because mm-hmm. he, he was very yeah. you know he was like a big fucking commie <laughs> your dad was yeah. a big commie yeah <laughs> <laughs> fight the man fight well you know he grew up during the mccarthy era yeah. which i mean you wanted to be a commie because you didn't want to be the fucking government you, you, you right. thought that was the opposite side when you got these people that are getting arrested because they went to a meeting and talked to people about socialism so they're getting arrested and they're, they're getting blacklisted from hollywood they're getting their fucking jobs taken away from them for going to meetings and talking to people about ideas well, that they might not even agree with anymore. Or yes, yes, you know, yes, yes. It's like that blacklisting thing. And the left joins in on it, if yeah. you'll notice. The the left joins in on the on like I, I was pretty shocked that they were coming after you know, the times that they've come after me. What I'm have like, they come huh? after you about that you didn't understand? You know, a couple of times I've said stupid things and like what? Uh, oh, I'm not getting into it. You're not getting into it? Why would I do that? Oh, just as an example, so if people don't know that are listening to this, they would like to know like what you mean by that. Well, because me, I don't know. I got in a fight with the transgenders. Oh, the transgenders. What was it about? Not all of I've them. I've been in just arguments some with the transgenders. Of them. Not not all of them. The majority of them are are nice, wonderful uh-huh. people. They really are, and I know a lot of them. But you know, assholes are in every group. What you were talking sure. about tribalism. Here's mm-hmm. another thing I want to say. When they pervert tribalism, and here's what they do, too, they, they make you defend everybody who's like you, mm-hmm. but that's not good because you're keeping the predator right there. 
Sure. Because the predator is the one every group should be against. Mm-hmm. It, it's time to rid all, every community, every type, every every street of predators mm-hmm. who like aid people, taking people's money, taking public money and putting it in private pockets. Right? Yes, I agree 100%. Saying that all people of this nationality, right. those are my people, or all people of this gender, those mm-hmm. are my people, or all people that are transgender are my people. Right. It's, it's all equally ridiculous. Right. Everybody's got assholes in their group. Just be yeah. anti-asshole. And what did we'll you, all be okay. I could not agree more, and that has always been my problem with the idea of feminism. You know, like, I'm 100% for equality. I'm, I'm for, and I think that we should look down on men who are abusing women the same way we look down on women who are abusing men, mm-hmm. the same way we look at men abusing men, mm-hmm. the same way we look and, at women abusing women. Right, absolutely. It's a gross thing that humans do yeah. where they victimize each other. That's and, exactly right. And there should be one fucking way to go, one law for everybody that gets rid mm-hmm. of all that rest of that shit. It's just fundraising again. These fucking people, they're fundraising. Well, it could the, be that. It's also the, the need to be, you know, the, the, you're, on, you're not on my team. Fuck you. There's people that are on, like, Team AT&T. Why are you going with Verizon? You're fucking mad. <laughs> oh, you're using a Windows computer? You pussy. You need to get a Mac. You know, people are crazy. They're crazy with that. Well, they're getting paid to do that, though. It's natural. I don't think they it's do a natural it on instinct. their own. Oh, they absolutely do. They well, absolutely some do, do, I guess. I, thought, I think almost all do. There's really? fucking Chevy people that have a car. They have that Calvin and Hobbes of a, a Calvin pissing on a Ford logo because oh, yeah. they don't like Ford because I like Chevy. Eh, yeah. People are retarded. They, they just go with these stupid teams. I'm from fucking Milwaukee. We don't give a fuck about people from Chicago. Like, that's a statement that a, a person in Milwaukee is likely to say if you bring up Chicago. It's that pack it's mentality, but mm-hmm. that's it's what's team. being taught. It's being taught. I, it's, it's natural. I don't even think it's being taught. I, I don't. I, I'm not going to agree with you now. Here's where we're going to talk. <laughs> this is why I don't have any hope. You do have hope. I do, but I have a different kind of hope because my hope's based on my hope in hum, other human beings. As is yeah. mine. As is yeah, mine. I don't, I don't have like any umbrella of fucking hope that the right thing's going to happen because <laughs> people are fucking stupid. That's what they are. A they're lot. stupid and they're followers and they are too busy to think. But they're also beautiful and brilliant. The reason why we're having this conversation at all is because someone figured out a way to put all this electronic shit into this tube that's only like six inches long, and then it's attached to this wire that's attached to a fucking computer that blasts through to the internet. But no, that's that's a this is a a distribution vehicle for information that I would have never been able to figure out on my own. Okay, wait a minute. I want to say you're changing the subject. No, I want to say this. I don't believe that people are fucked up. I don't believe that they have, that they are uh, slaves to their worst impulses. I don't, I think some of them are, Mm -hmm. but I think the majority of people are not like that. I agree. I think the majority of people are actually good, but they are the people kept away from the seats of power. And if we could just get one, one of them somewhere, Mm -hmm. anywhere, Yemen, anywhere, one of them will, will, will change it everything just one intelligent person i i i think one intelligent person can reach all intelligence even in the greediest lowest backward bastard on earth i think you're 100 percent right i also think that that noise is going to drive people crazy what is that is that you banging on this thing no it's someone next door is this someone next door what are they doing they're making something oh okay that's loud as fuck they probably are listening to the podcast and they hate and me. Going, so yeah, they're they fucking hate me banging on my door because they know it's next Maybe door. Maybe they have cake. Maybe it's the CIA setting up a, a, a listening station. 
right Do you know door. how many good people there are in our government? And people report this to me. I, I just want to say this, too. People, they do report to me that uh, there, there are good people everywhere. I'm sure. And there's good people in our government, and they're, like, right now, they're proving that because they had solutions that made common sense to people, they're being promoted and, and getting closer to... Uh, you know, logical seats of power. So I think that's good, too. Well, I think that this is what I was saying when I think that the Internet and that the the transparency of, of information that we have today is going to sort of reinforce those ideas. If you're going to represent people, you have to represent them in a way that benefits the people. And that's right. possible. It's possible it is, to yeah. do. So uh, we're, we're both on the same page. Yeah, you're I just a little so. more extreme than me. Me? <laughs> yeah. I'm just older. With chemtrails and stuff and uh, MKUltra. I- and aliens? I don't, I'm not. I, <laughs> yeah, that's where you draw the I line. I think maybe, I think, I think there might be, ro- I think there might be. Robots? I think, I think the news might all be manufactured. Oh, that's, that's pretty sure. In, in a studio. And and they probably have lookalikes playing the part. Really? Oh, you take it Fuck way too yeah, far. Fuck <laughs> yeah, Wag the Dog. Did you see Wag the Dog? <laughs> yes, I did. It was, I mean, And that was a long time ago, yeah, by the way. of course it's Before they like had that. the kind of CGI that they have today. Right. Well, I think they're definitely fake some stuff. The, the CIA printed in the paper during the beginning of the Iraq invasion that they were going to release fake stories. It was on CNN. Yeah. They were going to release fake stories for the good of, you know, uh, the, the troops or whatever the fuck it was, you know, like... That's it. When you're admitting that you're faking the news. one was them destroying their records? That's what people who believe the Tower 7 thing was. The, the Tower oh. 7 confusion, or um, uh, conspiracy rather, is that there was so much evidence inside that building that could have mm-hmm. fucked them. Bank stuff. and Enron. Enron stuff. Anderson. And there was the CIA had offices in that building. The NSA had offices in that building. That building was a crazy fucking building of information and you shit. You think that was the blackmail center maybe? I don't know what the fuck it was, but I, do, I know that that building imploded like it was detonated. Yeah, it looks that way, huh? those, those other two buildings, to me, look like buildings that got hit by a plane and horrible structural damage and everything fell. Because they fell the way something would fall if it was collapsing and falling apart. That Tower 7 thing fell, whoosh, like it was a controlled demolition. Now, obviously, I'm not an engineer, nor am I an architect or a construction expert. I so am. I don't, no. <laughs> I don't know if a fire could make a building do that. It might Neither. be able to because, look... The, things are weird. Things it's it's weird to be able to detonate a building in the first place. It's weird when you see, you know, sometimes shit happens. Sometimes th- things don't go the way you would think they would go. I've heard so many people's th- theories of of what they think it is. It's like people are swimming in theories. Yeah, well, it's one of those things. It's so it's it's also so enticing to believe that Tower 7 was the place where they were holding all this information and they, they detonated it in front of everybody's eyes on television. Like, holy shit, they got away with it. Because it's, you know, if you were inclined to lean towards that, that would be one of the possibilities. The reality is, I, I don't knew know. I knew it was, uh, here's what I got out of it. Okay, well, okay, here we can watch it. We can watch it fall. Okay. Look at that. Five seconds. <laughs> watch it again. Play that, play that again, because it's, it's, Anybody that says it's not weird is hilarious. Is that seven? Whatever it is, it's free fall speed. That's one of the things that they did prove. And they tried to argue it, which is hilarious. The NIST guys tried to argue that it wasn't free fall speed. They tried to say that uh, it was like a second slower than free fall speed. Like, you're talking about the collapse of a building. Like, even if it was a second slower than free fall speed, that's fucking crazy. That thing yeah. just imploded yeah. into its own base. Watch it one more time. Look at that. Ooh. Look how it does that. 
anybody that doesn't think that's nuts, you're nuts. That's the set. Yeah. It's they're 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 you know how when they go like this on the side and they take it down. <laughs> yeah, like the, the the yeah the set and a on a screen or a stage rather for except a play. Except for people, except for you know the people who survived it on the streets, the horror of that. That's yeah. that's really what it was about. I thought, but also the thing I knew it was the fucking end of the world when I seen it because it was like. I couldn't believe it because all these guys in suits, they they were lined up on the sides of the roads, and they were applauding for the firemen and the workers who do the actual work, and they were, like, handing them water, and I went, this is the fucking end of the world. Americans are actually, like, applauding the way things actually work. The guys in the suits were actually applauding the, the, first, responders and the first responders and stuff. Yeah. And I thought, this has got to be the... This is the end of the <laughs> bullshit. Because the bullshit met, met the touch, you know, the, what do they say, meets the road. Yeah. Do you remember those days, like right after uh, 9-11? Oh, yeah. Those are crazy days. There's a weird feeling in the air, wasn't it? It was like, it was, there was also a weird camaraderie between Americans. Like everywhere you go, everybody had American flags on their cars. It was nuts. But it was for the right stuff at first. It mm -hmm. was like they were taking, you know, yeah. they were bringing water and they were bringing mm -hmm. supplies. And it was like, we're going to fucking, we're going, it, it was like really amazing because it's like, we're going to win out of goodness. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how it felt then. And it was like, it was, you know, the people were like, they, they were so good mm -hmm. and they were so caring and they were coming together against a common, uh, you know, foe. Yeah, yeah, and the, the, the love of the first responders, too, that was a big thing. Well, I was in New York in 2002, and uh, I couldn't believe how nice people were being to cops and firemen. Like, yeah. yelling out to them, waving to them, honking their horns, saying, we love you. Just, it was crazy. It was like you could feel the tangible result of them realizing, like, wow. Like, we're in a situation where we, we're, we got attacked. Like, and these are the people that saved people. And, you know, there's this weird feeling of mortality now and a real but respect. people in New York, when I was driving down the street, because I'm always watching people, you know, mm -hmm. and I uh, was watching people walking down the street after that for quite some time, maybe six months, a few times I checked it. They were actually making eye contact with other people and smiling. Yeah. And then, like, a few years later, you know, after the bush, the whole thing, there they were back to just the looking straight down thing mm -hmm. and avoiding eye contact. But it was like, wow, that was a mind meld going on. It was like a positive love mind meld thing. Yeah, it only lasted for a little while, mm -hmm. right? Like, how yeah. long did it last? It lasted, like, a few years. It lasted till Bush got up there and, you know, did that act. You know, that sketch? Yeah. The well, one where he went on the boat and said... Mission accomplished. Yeah. yeah. I think people also realized that this was... Uh, that the powers that be had capitalized on all this, you know, this comp, this sort of patriotism and all this, uh, this, this enthusiasm that America had for revenge. And yeah. First thing they cut the benefits of the first, mm -hmm. <laughs> Wall, first Street, responders, yeah. Wall Street. Yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah. That's why I thought, well, Wall, did Wall Street do it? Do you think? What? 9-11? Uh -huh. 
I think that 9-11, more likely than not, was the result of a bunch of terrorists that attacked America. And why did they do it? Most likely because of what America's been doing overseas. You know, we create enemies. We do it from the beginning. We've done it from the beginning of time. Every nation that's been in power has always tried to steal the natural resources of other nations, has, have always tried to influence the governments of other nations. And there's a blowback from that shit. You know, the people think that they, you know, that was the, the most embarrassing and um, in, enraging thing about what the Bush administration, the way they would flavor it. They hate us for our freedom. Like, yeah. he actually fucking said that on TV once. They hate us for our freedom. But who is he talking to? He's talking about the terrorists. He's, uh, no, he's talking to the people he represents, which are the investor classes. He said it himself. And they and people do hate their freedom because it's their freedom to be predators. I think and he was I talking think to the... I that's what he was talking to. I think he was talking to the Duck Dynasty fans. They were fucking stupid, and they were rah-rah, and they didn't want to put any thought to it. Like, he hates us for our freedom. And they're like, yeah, let's go fucking do our rag kick some ass. That's what he was doing. I think he was just patronizing knuckleheads and that this idea that somehow or another people wouldn't like that people are having a good time somewhere so they're willing to kill themselves by flying fucking planes into buildings. It's, it's insulting. Uh, well, I mean, that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> you know, I've heard a lot of opinion. Yeah. Another being, Jesus, you know, now what, what has happened all over the world is now happening in our country, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You know, there was a lot of that where people were like, well, you know, this this can't happen mm-hmm. here or anywhere else. Yeah. So, you you know, they got to go win over there so they don't come here thing. But it's that weird feeling that people have years later after the fact that not only have we not capitalized on the situation and used it as a uh, uh, as, as the potential to sort of rectify some of the problems that we have. But instead, we ruined the way um, the rest of the world looks at America. We destroyed all the goodwill, all the praise and happiness that people had for America, responding to this horrible tragedy, all the love that people had sent to America from all across the world. Within five, six years, America had become the great Satan again to yeah. half the fucking world. Yeah, they squandered it. They, squand- they, didn't just, they capitalized on it. That's the big thing. They capitalized on it. Well, those people, they get their money off the top, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and then they, you know, they sell the weapons, they get their money. They're not around when the wars start. When we go back. And people and- have to get smart and hip to that shit and just go, you know what, we're not going to, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do what we did after 911. We're going to, like, do the right thing and the good thing for mm-hmm. each other. We're, we're not going to do what you fucking, you know, we're not going to be tools in your useless, obsolete wars where you make the stock markets go up because poverty increased amongst workers in the world. That's not going to happen anymore. I think that's slowly happening. Yeah, I do too. So you agree. Everything's going to be okay. I do agree. But I also agree, and my daughter says, oh, mother, just because you're getting old enough to die doesn't mean that the entire world has to die with you. That's what baby boomers think, because you guys are so fucking narcissistic. Not only have you run the world, and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, maybe it is. Maybe it's because I'm getting old. But, uh, boy, I'd, l- I'd like to see a big fucking dent in the bullshit machine, this bullshit system. I think we've already had a big dent. We just haven't realized it yet. You know, what I was going to say is that in when we look back in history and we look at the Iraq war and thing, and they, they find out that a guy who's a CEO of Halliburton somehow right. or got to be the vice president of the United States who went into a war under dubious pretenses that there's some weapons of mass destruction in some assholes shitty fucking country in the middle of nowhere a million people die when they look at the profits that were distributed to Halliburton and all these different companies that profited from the rebuilding 
it's going to be so fucking transparent when I they stop so. and they step back and they look at it. And then I think the other thing is going to be this Edward Snowden thing. When well, people did you realized, know that they just made it possible for uh, the, survi- the survivors of the 911 victims to sue Saudi Arabia? That that just passed last week. Did you know that? No, I did not so know there's, that. So there's a big admission for people to look at. People need to read about that. Well, the Saudis, <clears throat> the hostages were, or the, excuse me, the hijackers were, were Saudis, most of them, right? But aren't they the ones who did it? I mean, they're dead. If they, well, if they're, if that's the say, story. Other people say mm-hmm. that it was just a regular move of empire. You know, d- you know the whole, uh, the whole banking empire that runs through the whole thing. That they set it up. Yeah, that they did it. It's theater. Doesn't that seem like that would be a really fucking difficult thing to arrange, and that would be really hard to pull off? What? Pull off getting people to commit suicide <laughs> by flying planes into buildings. Oh, you mean getting operatives? <clears throat> getting people to do that. Getting people to commit suicide it's by taking over a plane you, and flying them right into a building. It's easy if you, like, you know, give them enough whores and drugs and money, and then if they <laughs> set their family up, people will do it. It's. I think it's incredibly difficult to uh, arrange that, plan that, Well, what are you saying, that. then? I'm saying that I you think, think that Saud- some... Saudi Arabia had anything to do with it? What are you saying? Oh, no, no, they certainly did. I think that the idea that the bankers organized oh. it and set it up in order to rob people or that the, the government set it up in order to use it as a pretense to invade, invade Iraq, I think it's yeah. much more likely that they capitalized on a situation and looked for an opening that they had been looking for in the first place. Seems but, like they were practicing it for a while. Always have been. Always have been. Always will be. You know, they're always... They're Seems always... like they're all connected. Who's all connected? All the people who do that kind of stuff all around the world. You know, they're arms merchants, Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're operatives. Well, there's certainly people that are connected like that all around the world. There's certainly people that profit from from war all around the world. I think much more likely, though, this is the consequence of our actions overseas. Well, people say that, but I'm not sure. Other mm -hmm. people say it was Silverstein getting a a friggin' insurance payout. Well, that that's makes what they a say lot more sense to me. About Tower 7 as well, right? That was yeah. the thing that he said, pull it. Yeah. Know, he told him to pull it. It's like the, it's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, um, you, know you, you have to burn your building down to get the insurance money. Mm-hmm. It wasn't getting rented. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, look, that's, that is something we've seen on smaller levels, you know. Yeah. We've seen it on, on lower levels. Homeowners light their house on fire. There was a guy recently who uh, was indicted for murder because he opened up his gas line and then uh, set a timer and for a spark to go off. Uh, but he had no idea how much of an explosion it create, and he blew up the neighbor's house, too, and killed a couple people. I mean— it's just some crazy asshole that wanted wanted some money and if wanted to become a murderer. If they'd outlaw, here's how they fix the world. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I do. They have to get rid of insurance because <laughs> it's the biggest. It's just a fucking scam, especially well, life insurance. Gambling. You're gonna fucking die. You you don't need to, to have an insurance policy saying you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, because you are. So already it's a fucking scam. And everything in this country is like run by insurance, hack insurance salesmen. Basically a bunch of guys that used to be in prison. And then, you know, they couldn't get a real fucking job. So they started in insurance sales. So a guy like Larry Silverstein, who would have, in the conspiracy model, paid <laughs> to have those buildings destroyed, he would have no incentive to do that because he couldn't be able to get, get money from it. So it would stop things like that from happening. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying people are saying that. <laughs> I'm saying these are things I've heard. 
Of course. Well, if you go on those fucking all conspiracy of them are websites, equal. they're all they all make as much sense as the other thing. No, um, I don't think that they make as much sense. I think that uh, there's a lot of chaos in, in in horrible tragedies, and a lot of people look for order in that chaos. And one of the things they look for is conspiracy. I think it's a natural thing. I don't think it's any conspiracy that a bunch of rich guys uh, get together who own everything on Earth get together and fucking hang out. Mm-hmm. That, no, it's that's true. not any conspiracy, and they do. Mm-hmm. They all fucking know each other. They have Carlisle groups, the whole thing. They know what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, and. Uh, and uh, they make money from the shit they they set up, like going to the roulette wheel. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bet red on 22. Well, here's another thing that uh, someone said that uh, I've repeated. Uh, I wish I could credit the original person, but uh, it might actually have been us when we're stoned as fuck. I don't even remember. <laughs> but the original quote was that September 11th, when when people talk about conspiracy theories, that's one of the big ones. Yeah. And people always go, "Do you believe? what do you think about September 11th? I always ask people, do you believe that September 11th happened? And they, they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, do you believe that planes were, oh, were hijacked uh-huh. and they flew them into buildings and they killed a bunch of people? Do you believe that that happened? And most people say yes. And I say, well, then you believe in conspiracies because they conspired to do that. It had right. to be a conspiracy. The only way Have you, you get planes to fly into buildings. Have you seen that footage where they show it's fake? Where they show it's all faked. Have uh, you seen that? See, stuff? that's probably CIA shit right there. It that's probably be. to defuse the architects and engineers for nine eleven truth and people yeah. along those lines that are asking for for uh, answers. Because even if they're wrong, they're still stirring the pot so much that it makes it hot for anybody right. who's in public office. That's right. It makes it difficult. So this what is about a the natural Kennedy assassination. I mean, that's the other conspiracy that everybody talks about that's a fascinating one that people have been wanting at more and more lately to pin on lee harvey oswald as being the lone gunman and i think that's hilarious because it's people i thought people were moving away from that no 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 really? there's a lot of people what was that guy that wrote that book kate vincent bugliosi however you say his last yeah, name uh-huh. wrote a book called case closed which is fucking retarded it's not closed at all like the, the yeah, idea that th- there's a lot of people that uh that were witness to that that wound up murdered Uh, wound up dying in like very strange ways, more than a hundred over 10 years. And they said that the odds of those people all dying like that were some fucking astronomical number. It's fascinating to follow it. Yeah, it is. All these years, I remember I I was in about the fifth grade when they came in and they said, uh, we're we're letting school out early on account of our president has just been, is dead, has been shot. That, that was freaky. That's one of those you never forget where you were moments, right? I was so mad because that night I was having my first slumber party. <laughs> and we were going to watch Nightmare Theater uh. of the scary movies. And there's only like three channels. And it was all about the you know, president. So they preempted all the scary movies. So uh. I just canceled my party. It was That sucks. Because back then you didn't have a VCR, didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. You had to deal with it. And it was the movie I wanted to see, too. <laughs> it was uh, that one about the uh, Clay 2 Barada Nikto. Oh, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What the fuck was that? Uh, the guy with you the f- I mean. spaceship and yeah. came from came from outer space? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Was that it? Yeah. It wasn't War what, of Worlds, was, was it? War, of, War Worlds? of Worlds? It was War of Worlds, I think. So. Remember that? Clay 2 yeah. Barada Nikto. Yeah. I, I wanted to say that when I was running for president so bad on... Uh, 
you know, stage. Yeah. How many War of Worlds have there been? Is it the 2005 one, which is nah. No, that was no. This one really fooled people. Yeah, They were screaming running ago. in the streets, and they thought we really had been invaded. They say they're going to do another one like that, a fake uh, alien invasion movie, oh, and, um, and project it onto the uh, stuff that is in the chemtrails, and that people are going to see a false and artificial reality right before their eyes. Jamie's got it. The day the Earth stood still, that was it. That was awesome. Did I watched you, that the other day. Did you hear actually. what I just said, though? Yes, I did. Because people like are programmed in America that they can't hear that. They can't hear it. Do you think that they would actually do that? They would, like, like, like if it was something like a War of Worlds type thing again. Remember when Orson yeah. Welles did that on the radio yeah. and freaked the pop- population out? You would get sued if you did something like that today, wouldn't you? If you had like a fake news story and people started committing suicide because they thought the aliens were attacking. Well, they say they're going to do it to get people to run to the FEMA camps. <laughs> That's what they say. That's what they say. Yeah, they Whoever, do. I've got because one. Because that'll be the only place where there's water and food, so they'll go. I have one piece of advice. What? Whoever they are, don't listen <laughs> to them anymore. They're, they're telling you some crazy shit. It's all they. That's what they say. <laughs> That's what they say. They're but you have fake you aliens to get to the things. FEMA camps. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I'll tell you what doesn't make any sense. That you can't get a fucking straight answer anywhere on the internet. It's all fucking bullshit on both sides. Where's the real news? Well, here's the problem with the whole FEMA camp thing. Right? What? Here's the number one problem. You got to feed those fucking people. You got to take care. Well, you gotta, either going to kill them, which costs money because you're going to have to get rid of the bodies and shoot them and all that shit. And then they're not going to contribute any money to the tax dollars anymore. That's you need them I to be a part of the crazy. system. That's what Stupid. I said. You don't lock up your own tax base, and yet that's what they're doing. It's they're locking right. everybody up for pot, all Stop the young kids. Stop and think kids. about who they're really locking up, though. Yeah, they're the lock- young kids that'll work. It's a little bit of that, but there's also they're profiting off of putting people in prison, a lot of them young black men. Yeah. And they're t- putting people that are a part of this disenfranchised system. Yeah, and Latino. And working class. Mm-hmm. And right. they're profiting off of them. They're just using them to make profit. Yeah. But they're not, they're not taking like the biggest, baddest tax donators in the world. They're not doing that. They're going after people that are in poverty. Right. That's why. Because those people oftentimes aren't contributing to the system as far as tax money anyway. They might buy like sales tax and things along those lines, but they're probably not making enough money declared to pay a significant amount of income tax. Well, you mean there's nothing left to be robbed. Yes. Well, they're, they're also, they've got a fucking terrible roll of the dice by life. They're in a, they start out in massive debt from the jump because they're born into some terrible society. Right. They're born into a horrible neighborhood, terrible parents, terrible crime-filled streets well, around there. Well, it's a system that mm-hmm. exploits the many for the benefit of the few. It certainly is, yeah. But, but that could easily be changed. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be changed by some people have some fucking brains in their head that go, geez, I, I don't want to have to live on top of a mountain behind 18 sets of gates. Right, right, right. You know, right? right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to have to helicopter over to fucking... Uh, uh, what's it called? Grand Canyon? No, oh. the grocery store. What's it called? Uh, Ralph's? Yeah, something like that. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I got to have bodyguards and a helicopter over the roof of Ralph's. Yeah, well. I um, mean, it, you can't, you can't divorce, you can't like take that many steps back from humanity. Mm-hmm. You can't. They fucking all go nuts too. Do you see the shit they do? Because they're so fucking crazy. You know, one c- thing that's consistent in this conversation is the word they. And I think in a bad way and in a good way. And I think the good way is that it's always a they if it's a corporation. It's a bunch of people acting together doing terrible things. And I think that where we're wrong as a culture is not that we don't think of ourselves as individuals, 
but we don't think of giant groups as individuals. It's being a bunch of different individuals together. You become a part of this corporation, then you become a they. And when only I they's say they, can get away with let shit. Let me define. No, you're right with no, that. No, I mean I'm stupid that fuckers. <laughs> let, let me be real definitive here. The stupid, backward, lemming, uh, motherfucking idiots mm-hmm. that are in control of everything. Um, but aren't they just a part of this fucked up system that we're talking about? Like, if you if you come along, like, say, if you're going to work for some guy who's uh, the fucking crazy control freak, and you're working mm-hmm. in his his office, and you know they have specific rules, the company rules that you have over the coffee machine, and the way he wants you to dress, the way he wants you to talk. If you're trying to advance inside that system, you behave the way that system is. Set but up we got to get rid of all corporations. They're you're the right. enemy of everything, decent government and you're everything. Right. But um, you know they're bullshit too. But they're also where we. Get they're anti-democratic. You, you, there's no democracy in a fucking corporation. It's corporate feudalism. That, that's what's foisted on on all of us. And you have to do what your boss says. He might be on coke, and uh, <laughs> hey, of course he is on coke. They're all fucking on coke. Uh, he might be on some ungodly. Uh, well, could be on Adderall. Well, some people are not meant for Adam. <laughs> I'll give you that. But I mean, and and it's at his whim that you live and die. That ain't mm-hmm. right. That's right. what corporations do. And and these fucking, uh, you know, uh, servants that they put on the Supreme Court to make a corporation a human, I think we should take advantage of that and do just the opposite and get all the American people together not to, to never vote, never cast another fucking vote, mm-hmm. and incorporate. And then we'll build the fucking government for the money they fucking stole from us in the first goddamn place. We'll get our money back. Strong words from Roseanne Barr, ladies and gentlemen. Strong words. Or not. Or not. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I thought was fascinating that you were talking about, one of your the reasons why you love Hawaii is because uh, they still have a goddess. Yeah. They still have an active goddess. I think it's a, it's a fascinating thing in our culture that somewhere along the line, uh, being a woman or respecting the idea of a goddess, you know, is, is completely eliminated from from the, the whole structure of the culture. Right, exactly. It's, it's kind of gone. Everywhere There's on no, earth. There's women, there's mothers, there's wives, there's, but the, the, this strong feminine power structure mm-hmm. that, you know, like, or, or power position of the goddess mm-hmm. doesn't really exist. In the feminine All divine. these fucked up cultures. Well, that's what they, they got to get rid of first because it makes too much sense to women. Well, they got to try to fuck with women's minds. That, that's what they spend 99% of their lives doing that, the idiots. In well, control. isn't, I mean, the. Because they got to get women to continue to, um, you know, bear, bear, bear kids mm-hmm. for them to, you know, send off to wars and molest. Whoa. Well, and the, thinking the things that, like the, 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 the standard of, of feminine or the, uh, the, the, the philosophy of feminine, the, 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 just the natural instinct and inclination is to take care of things, nurturing things, be loving to things, well, give that's birth a, to things. that's a little bit, that's not exactly, everybody well, says the, that. the yang and the yin of things. It's the, the correct it's the women, things. It's the, the correct, correct things. things like do. when you see your kids fucking, uh, you know, going to chew on an electric cord like they all do because they're <laughs> fucking idiot. You say, get, put that down. Dad say right? that too. Every all parents say that. But that's out of love that you mm-hmm. you're doing that. So that's what feminine is. And well, you would also say that there's there's a yin and a yang, and that yeah. the masculine is more aggressive and more. If you look at like a society that's spiraling out of control, it'll go one way or the other. It'll go too far one way or too far the other way. 
And the, the you know and the Amazons are fucking kidnapping men and cutting their dicks off. You know, they these are? giant Amazon women. Where's that? I mean, a book. I'm just making. Oh, in I'm the like, book. It, that would be a society like shit, man. The women have taken control. That would be awful. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I mean, women like dick. Of course they do. They don't want to cut it off. No, I mean, my, you know, women like men who have erections. That's the bottom of fucking line. <laughs> but the, the, of course they do. That's what yes. you're seeking. However, you know. Um, they're still intelligent systems, and it seems that women are the ones who actually think of them because they way? have to. Like in what way? What well, intelligent well, systems? Uh, well, like, you know, uh, a, a lot of, you know, social change comes when women start doing it. All social change. Really? Yeah. In Isn't every, it just in every people? community. Social ca- why, why when is the it women, mothers mm-hmm. start implementing a smarter system, that changes things right away, and there's all kinds of evidence out there that you can read about. Like right now in Africa, a whole bunch of new systems, you know, and women are the ones who are, like, thinking them up. Because, like I said, a lot of these women, and myself included in the old days, you had to fix a whole lot of shit with just using a rubber band and a paper clip. You had to, like, organize a fucking shitload of people around you to do what needed to be done for the group. It's like hive mind. Mm -hmm. And we were trained for that. So it's like, you know, if we're all going to survive in this family, this is what I need you to do. We need to make our common goal visible and all work towards it, not against it. And that's what the mother brings to a family. And the father, too. But the mother is the one who's there every day. General, I'm speaking in generalities. But she's there and make and she implements that system of sharing and commonwealth. Do you know who Dr. Uh, Chris Ryan is? Have you ever heard of him? No. Have you heard of the book uh, Sex at Dawn? Uh-uh. We, we, he's a, a good friend. We've had him on the podcast several times, and he's a really, really brilliant guy. And one of the things that he talked about was that in hunter-gatherer mm-hmm. cultures, the relationship between uh, the man and the woman was much, much, much more equal because the women did a huge amount of the work. Of course. A huge amount of the reason why everybody was surviving and taking care of their children and feeding themselves was because of the gathering part. Yeah. It wasn't so much the hunting. The men would be out doing the hunting. They would be successful occasionally. But it wasn't all the time. So they relied on crops. They relied on the things that they grew and the things that they picked. And that because of that, the women had a prominent position of power right. in, in those cultures. Because we, we, we got our, our thinking is a little more circular. Mm-hmm. Not always, but in generalities. A little yes. more connected. A little more, you know, where men seems to be um, A equals B. It seems... Uh, you know, this way, what do you call that, hierarchical mm-hmm. or something? Yes. And they're trained to do that. I, I don't doubt that it could be switched at any point if you're training people. But after you've been doing something for a couple thousand years, it, it kind of comes into your DNA and you know, it gets uh, like it's your default because you've, you've been well-bred or programmed for that, you know. Uh, but I don't think that is who we are. I think we're much smarter than what we're allowed to be. And I, I think that... You know, if we had ultimate freedom and small groups of uh, communities of self-rule um, where it, it was the goal of each community to be sustainable and have justice and trade with your neighbor, I, I think we'd be a lot better because that is who we are. 
before we all got fucked up with this shit. I think you're right. And I think that one of the things that these things represent, when you start talking about like an ancient culture that, you know, favored women more or a culture over here that favors men more, or, you know, you get weirdness like Papua New Guinea, where they sexually molest young boys from the time they're young. They take them away from their parents and they, they make them ingest men's semen. They call them semen warriors. Ew. It's craziness. But what is that? Well, that represents this, this crazy range that we have of, of behavior patterns people tend to follow and I think that discussion and communication and things like these these conversations are what lead people to start analyzing the so behavior too. structure and the conversation makes people look at the way things are and compare them to whether it's past civilizations or uh -huh. civilizations like Iceland or whatever it is yeah. and they start thinking about reorganizing and re-engineering the system because the system is just that right. it's something that people create and it might be good and it, it does, might it be isn't bad the ma but people have accepted because they've been brainwashed into it They've been brainwashed into thinking that it's our master, but it's our tool. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it take, and it, it is government that makes that happen. Uh, just, efficient, you know, efficient government. Mm -hmm. it, it's like we've, ne we've never really had that here. You're right. And it's so corrupt now at this point that I agree with what you said earlier before, that it well, might not a, be fixable. Well, there's a thing. Well, I think it is. And uh, I have, you know, I have hope in my fellow humans, not in... Not in any, uh, you know, fairy tale way, but um, you know, there, there's a movement now, and it's starting in uh, in in Italy, and it's going to go everywhere. It's called the Five Star Movement, and it has, uh, you know, new systems of law, the International um, Tribunal of Common Law mm. of, uh, and I'm saying it wrong, but it's like common Commonwealth Common Law, and uh, you know, it's like taking. The idea of sovereignty on on behalf of you know the re regular people of this planet, all, all the citizens of this planet, and um, you know judging the people who have caused and imposed misery for no reason but profit, and you know the people they do have that power and it is coming and it is because of the internet and it is because of shows like this because uh, we can talk this way, you know I have faith in my. Uh, in your generation, younger people, my my kids are your age a little bit younger, probably just your age. But uh, you know, y'all are getting smarter, and you you will, um, you know, you're going to solve a lot of stuff because you're smart and you have the you have the technology and the tools at your dis disposal to do so. I think it's really the people far younger than me that are the whole. Yeah. I think it's the people that are listening to people like us having these conversations. These are the first first exposures they've had to these ideas and it'll shape them and change them while they're still young. I think the the rigid people that get into their 30s with mortgages and mm -hmm. 40s and what have you, those are the really hard ones to fucking change. But yeah. you get a hold of some 18-year-old kid who's right. just out of high school and knows his parents are retarded mm -hmm. and you know he goes to college and he listens to a podcast where Roseanne breaks down what's wrong. That, that plants a seed in his head or her head and then from there they go on and they improve you know the, the structure from from where they can access it as right. at, at, the, at the beginning at any point mm -hmm. it, it can yes. be you know even one small change could, but right could out change of college, the whole thing not not being saddled down with you know mortgages and kids and all this different stuff that makes it really really hard to change but be free from the jump and then engineer your life and in turn affect well, I the think lives that's of all true, the people but here's you. what i think's really scary awesome cool is that it's far younger than even them because, uh, like, I have a lot of, I don't know if you've looked into it, there's a lot of hope for uh, the way autistic people think. 
because mm-hmm. they are very solution driven and I'm, I'm on that spectrum, you know, but, but they're able to like conceive of the idea of actual solutions, to actual problems instead of how am I going to make money off this problem, which mm. is like my generation and, and disappearing. But kids as young as nine years old are implementing incredible systems on the, on the internet that actually like, you know, uh, um, what do you call it, for battering, battering and fuel, batteries, you mm-hmm. know, and fuel, mm-hmm. and all kinds of new things. Sure. Yeah. These guys, these people are unbelievable. These young, they're, they're really young, mm-hmm. and especially the ones who have intense focus. Their focus is so intense that they can only do one thing. But when applied, I mean, they're, th- these are like some of the greatest thinkers as per solutions that have ever existed. And now this is like the time of magic that I really like because I want to tell you this story. But you finish. No, no, no. It. Please do. Oh, this was like a thing that really fucked my mind. I, I was at uh, the, this party and there was all these pe- people, you know, from all over the place. And there was this guy there and he had done all the satellite work for Ted Turner at the time, you know, when they started cable news and everything and he he was telling me what what his opinion of the impact of technology and and freedom of information for people to be able to and and here's what he said because i think of it every day he said for the first time in history human history information reaches the people without any state without any church stopping Mm. it he said this this is going to give birth to uh, something that the people in the who look at the Renaissance as like a great time, that's not. It's going to be a million times. But he said this is going to be the time of great freedom. And he said, and the greatest thing about it is that you know the ills of the world will begin to disappear because people will be smart enough and won't want to walk over dead bodies anymore because they'll realize that what they do is who they are. And and he went into this whole thing. And I think I think of it every day. And uh, and I, I look for um, evidence that it's true, and I find it everywhere all over the Internet. Smart people, they know the right thing to do. They know that this is the time where, you know, us just deciding that we're going to do the right thing for the right reason at the right time, it's never been done. And now it's possible, and this is the first time, that it's really been possible for people to, like, really get together and um, demand and bring change and a whole a whole new world a whole new world and we can do it all with everything that already exists we don't have to have any wars and we don't have to reinvent the wheel either it all exists what we just need is the right intelligent intelligence and philosophy at the top driving it and that exists too you're so much more positive than you were two hours ago <laughs> well, you're, here's you're, why I'm positive because as, as positive as you are, you know about Zen and stuff. Mm-hmm. For as much, you got to stay in balance. The right. only reason that you can be that positive is because you're aware of how negative it is. Mm-hmm. You, you need, bo- you got to have both. both. Yeah. You got to have both because you have to see how fucking stupid shit is. I often think that that's one of the things that motivates good things is it seeing evil in the world. And yeah. it's almost like it, it has to exist in order to motivate good. Because we're so we're so far from perfect, we're so far from finished. You know, if we used to be monkeys and now we're th- this, we're not done. It's not we're not stopping right here. Whatever we're gonna be a million years from now is gonna be very difficult 
to it's going to be very difficult to compare to what we are today. We're going to we're, we're going to change. We're going to evolve. We have to this point. We're going to continue to do so. Whether we evolve or they don't like the word evolve. They like Mm-mm. to use the word of only evolve with genetics. Mm-hmm. Advance. Advance culturally, advance biologically, advance in our understanding of each other and advance even further in our ability to spread information. We're not done. So the, the evil almost motivates that work. It almost motivates that positive work to get things done. Yeah, because like e- the evil thing, after it's done killing everything good, it does like cancer, the cancer cell, and this is genetics. It doesn't stop killing till the host is dead. Mm-hmm. It's and all- then it, you know, it becomes the host and it eats itself. It eats its own tail. Well, and even on a different uh, way of looking at it, what we were talking about earlier about New York, about people experiencing that horrible evil of this attack and thousands of people dead, and then the millions of people being friendly to each other. This this burst in the other direction. This that was like uh, to me that was like this is the Messiah moment. That yeah. first of all, that Wall Street appreciated the work Fireman. that people who do the actual work that makes things go. Like when they go to the wall and flip that switch, the people that make the electricity come, you know, the people that raise their kids and put the food on their tables and grow it, Mm -hmm. those people that do the actual work, they were being very appreciative. And I thought this is a mind-blowing fucking revolutionary moment in the United States history where bullshit is not walking and bullshit is not talking, but reality and like reality is being honored. And people were so fucking happy, man. They were smiling at each other. They they were tripping over themselves to give somebody a hand. It was intense. Mm -hmm. And I never will forget it, neither. I won't forget it either. I remember that feeling. It was a very, very, very strange time. And it didn't last. But it let me know that 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 time is possible, that things like that can take place, where people do wake up and kind of realize. And I think one of the big things was that it happened here. We've been so lucky. When you consider how much war the United States has been involved in and how little of it has been on United States soil outside of Pearl Harbor, which is barely on United States soil. It's like it's in the middle of the ocean. It's Hawaii. Hawaii, I think it should be its own nation. I just do. I think it is a totally unique thing. I think it should have its own, you know, its own rules, its own government. I think they need the United States money for certain things because of that. But I do think that it's moved to where it's like the leader of the United States because it's the only place where they've outlawed GMOs. And China Mm. just said, we're not going to buy any GMOs. So there there you go. There's a whole market there that Hawaii is, uh, you know, very set up to be able to uh, fulfill. It's a paradise nation. It's a paradise nation in the middle of the ocean. The idea that it's a part of the United States is crazy. But they've been attacked. You know, the Pearl Harbor thing was the only time. So we didn't have a point of reference. So we're involved in all this shit that's going on all over the globe. We we are involved in Iraq. We are involved Mm -hmm. in Afghanistan. But you and I and everybody that's here... America we don't feel that we don't unless you have friends or loved ones that are over there you don't feel it I don't know I think people have sent their children over there sure those people feel it I mean it's like 30 you know there's a bunch of people who who felt it and what's really sickening to me is that those people who sent their kids over there to fight for you know what you know an idea that they agreed with and that everybody agrees with that's what they were sold and that's what Mm -hmm. they did um, and and then they come home to find that their their that their parents that class of people who've lost their homes. Mm-hmm. I mean, when people put that one together, I, I always hope you know. I, of course, I want uh, the the American people uh, you know deserve 
health care. And if they had given us health care, they wouldn't have had any war in Iraq. And I want somebody to put that together, too. That, that was all bankster bullshit to uh, avoid paying for, you know, Medicare for all because they, they needed to get away from what they call a socialist model. So they started breaking it down, and it, and it was all around health care. And it would have been a whole fuck of a lot cheaper to just give people health care, but it, wasn't, it, it paid off those private uh, contractors who go over to other countries, and not only do they blow everything up, but then they rebuild it. Then they blow it up again. And then they rebuild it. They're they're getting paid four times of doing that because it, it's just a fucking scam. When you say it's about healthcare, meaning that uh, they they shifted where the money would go, that it would have to go to war, so there wouldn't be money for healthcare. Was that the yeah, idea? Yeah, because it? they they didn't want so any socialist solution. I just say socialist solution. They they call it. You know, they've, they've got people thinking that socialism means you're behind barbed wire with a gun to your head. Or that you're weak and lazy and yeah. you, you don't want to do any work. But that's how you fucking create a middle class. You take the shit from the top and move it to the middle. So they just bullshitted everybody. And, you know, they, they use the, the, the way they always use. They use a lot of racism and they use absolute classism to divide people against each other and do their fundraising shit. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, they and, and all the laws that they changed since Reagan were deregulation laws. And it was so that they, were, they deregulated the insurance company so, like, bosses can take peasant insurance out on their employees. So if they die, they get a kickback. Judges get a kickback. You know, they took public money and put it in private pockets, and they did it all in through their lobbyists who sit in Congress and have nothing to do with serving the needs of the people who sent them there. Now, that is some bullshit. That's fucking hilarious what it is. Sometimes, like, I, you can't write comedy like that. Well, it's it's. Uh, I don't think it's hilarious. I think it's disgusting, but I agree with you that it's hilarious how fucking transparent it is, and I think that you breaking it down like that is going to let people sort yeah. of lo look at it from that but point of view. But instead, they got everybody flag Bible. Flag, Bible, you know, Bible flag. Call out to Nick, too. Yeah. What is it? I, you made me forget it. I know Play to Barato, Nick, <laughs> Yeah. It's like just the fucking catchphrases of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No, Slogans. I think... It doesn't mean shit. You're not going to get shit for it. Right. Your kid ain't going to get nowhere. He's not getting in any school. Mm -hmm. But, like, I have them in my family. It's like, well, we need to be able... This was, like, it in Hawaii, too, where... This old lady gets up there. It made me so fucking mad. She goes, I'm 82 years old, and I'm a, I, uh, I'm a uh, GMO farmer, and, um, you know, uh, I'm 82, and if I didn't have my GMO crops, I wouldn't be able to send my, grand ch my children to college, and they get up there, their testimony. I want to go to college. But, you know, <laughs> uh, but I go up there and go, I don't care how old you are. You don't have the right to give my grandkids asthma. Hello? But they don't, they don't connect anything because they're fucking on dope, for one thing. They're on all that fucking, they're depressed as fuck. America takes two-thirds of the world's antidepressants. And then they got antidepressant booster on top of it if it doesn't make you forget reality quick enough. And, you know, they're just drowning in bullshit. But they, they, they want bullshit more than they want anything else. It's like a fucking incredible addiction. Give us our bullshit. <laughs> Give us our fucking bullshit. But it's all fucking bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. Is that because the truth is scary? Because it's simple, and they can't stand simple. What do you mean Because they simple? don't feel smart unless it's all convoluted labyrinths of bullshit. 
the, the simple truth is fucking overwhelming to them because they're fucking liars. So they're like, huh, how am I going to stand here and have something true come out of my mouth? How am I going to do that? I'm, I won't be getting paid for that. But I mean the people themselves that are addicted to the bullshit. Like what, what is, what is, what's it's feeding hope, their addiction? And that's why I say I don't use it. They, they have convoluted hope and tell people, oh, you, there's hope that you're going to make it. There's hope you're going to climb out of that hole. There's hope there's a payoff. There's hope you're going to win in the casino. There isn't any fucking hope. Am All I, there is is just, you know, uniting with other people and helping each other to get rid of fucking criminals that are robbing us. Well, that's certainly the best hope. That's right? certainly the best hope. So They're, I hope that people will fucking wake the fuck up. That's what I hope. I think they are. I think I think they are. I think that help that'll become an internet meme. What you just said, someone will take that, turn it into a clip. It'll be a video, and people will say Roseanne Barr breaks shit down. <laughs> That's what it's gonna say. I, I like doing it for people because you know they, you know, because I can, and I like just going, hey, I'll read all the shit for you, and I'll tell you what it means too, because mm-hmm. I feel like, hey, you know. Uh, uh, that's a service I can provide. Maybe I'm full of shit on some topics. Look it up for yourself and then come back and tell me if I am or not. I'll listen. But, I mean, somebody's got to put this complete system of obsolete bullshit. they got to start laughing at scorn and fucking replace it with something that fucking makes sense. I agree. I just don't know how it's going to happen. I, I, I wonder what's going to be the trigger. I hope it's not something catastrophic. Some some sort of big event that has to take place in order for them to rebuild the whole thing and try to do it in some sort of ethical and moral way. But I All fear they it might have be. to do is, uh, you know, write down the debt like FDR did. Move the zero. It's easy. It's a fucking it's a pen on paper. That's all they have to do if they want, you know, things to get better in a fucking hurry. What they, do you mean? They can write down the debt of the American people. They can have a debt jubilee. They can forgive the debt, student loan debt. They can do that all if they, you know, uh, want to. It's totally possible. Obama could, like, say, you know what? I'm kicking the Federal Reserve the fuck out of here. As a matter of fact, I'm going to nationalize it. And I'm going to nationalize Monsanto, too, while I'm at it because I have that kind of power under the Patriot him. Act. They would kill him in a heartbeat. So you got <laughs> to do what you got to do. Well, isn't that what happened to Kennedy? I think so, but yeah. you got to and Lincoln, and you got to do what you got to do. And those guys were friggin', you know, they did what they had to do. And they died. If you're gonna get that fucking close, you know, it's not like you're gonna top that. It's not like you're gonna be, you know, after, you know, nationalizing the Federal Reserve and Monsanto. You're never gonna top that. Did you think that's that... like getting a second fucking sitcom number one thing? <laughs> you're only gonna get that once. He's there with the chance. He could do it. He could do something. Did you think that it was going to be different when he got into office? Did you no, think he was I hate. Be the guy? Uh, I didn't like him. I knew what. I knew really? he was. I ran against him. I came in fifth. I spent zero dollars. <laughs> I came in fifth. I spent. I raised no money and spent no money. I came in fifth. Wow. But uh, yeah, I ran against him because I knew he was a lobbyist, like they all are. There was no real leaders. I mean, I think he's a smart lobbyist, and I don't think he has any chance but to do what he does because he's in that system, that system of of banksters. Did you run? That's who runs it. Against him in two thousand eight. Is that what it was? Mm-mm, Twelve. Twelve. Well, when he was coming out in two thousand eight, did you have any belief in him? No, I never have any belief in any Republican nor Democrat. I know they're just fucking lobbyists. You know, uh, they're they're not real even politicians. You know, they're just liars. They're basically mm-hmm. just fucking liars. Politicians make bridges between communities and people for for you know money to come into that community. These guys don't fucking do any of that. They just take people's money and put it in their friend's pocket. 
like they, you know, everything they do. They're not, uh, nothing they do is in the public interest or, or for American citizens. I agree. I hope your I hope your optimism in people figuring it out is is founded in. Well, uh, I pray that they will, because I want to use that word. Because as long <laughs> as there's a, a old, uh, you know, crabby whatever I am, women like me, you know, uh, that are they're that are able to come on anywheres and say, I'm praying that people will wake up and rejoin the human race. I think that's a pretty free society that you're living in. It's free about world. as free as you can get in today's yeah. climate. And, and, but, you know, they're working very hard to restrict those freedoms. And well, that's what's scary about the NSA, holding things on over people, digging into your email, being able to have things that they can pull on you. Like you were saying before, that they're all a bunch of fucking people that have done shady shit. And they know that they have secrets out there. And they want to have your secrets as well. And they want to hold them over your head and keep you from trying to change the system. So when a person like you comes along that doesn't give a fuck... That's uh, that's when the truth gets heard. When a person doesn't have anything to lose, you have you know you're a comic. You you got to tell you you can't get up here and and then you can't fucking bullshit. You you can't mm-hmm. live if you're just bullshitting people. You know mm-hmm. you you want to hit them right fucking between the eyes. And for me and like my idol Dick Gregory and other ones, it's like I'm not even fucking make it funny. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say it to you because it's like you you have. People, we have the power, right? We, we have the power. We have all the power that it takes to uh, ensure that a better system is implemented at, at, with the least amount of cruelty possible. That's a great we do, way to put it. We do it. have it, right? We do. I believe we do. Dick Gregory was the guy, for a lot of folks who don't know, who put the Zapruder film on television and I made didn't people. Even know that. Yeah, he was the guy in 1970, actually. It was uh, long after, 70 uh, something. Might not even, it might have been 71. It was uh, right after, um, uh, it was on the Geraldo Rivera show, actually. They showed the Zapruder film live That's on television. Right. And back then, Geraldo was this anti-government guy who was this, like, really controversial character. Look, we can watch it right here. What year was it? Uh, Jamie, back that up real quick. Just put on the, back it up uh, to the, the beginning. 1975. Uh, okay. Right straight out that if you are at all sensitive, uh, if you're at all queasy, uh, then don't watch this film. Just put this on the, uh, the late night mm-hmm. They're going to show this is a Pruder film. This is Geraldo uh, Rivera back when he was super slick with a beautiful mustache and lovely hair. And it was called Good Night America. And it was Geraldo's show. He was the but host of it. But he did put on radical people. Fuck yeah, he did. He was a young man and he was a wild fuck. Mm-hmm. He was uh, very different than he is now, this little Fox News puppet. Well, this is the Zapruder film. Okay, so Dick Gregory got a hold of this video. That. Time Magazine owned it from 1963 on. Zapruder uh, submitted it to them in 1963. They bought it, and then no one released it until 1970. What was it? 70 what? 75. So think about that. You're, d- you're talking about eight years after the murder was the first time it gets on TV, and here it is. This is the first time people see Kennedy's head explode on television and go back into the left. They'd never seen that before. And the Warren Commission the, said that all of the shots were fired from behind by Lee Harvey Oswald, a lone assassin, firing at the president. And as you can see, clearly, the head is thrown violently backwards. That's uh, Dick Gregory. Dick Gregory put that on television. So your hero was responsible yeah. for something you didn't even know about. That was one of the big moments where people in the United States started going, what? 
The Kennedy assassination was the one for me. When I was I was living in New York, and uh, my friend John, uh, he had this buddy who was over the house who had this book that he was fucking waving around, talking all this crazy shit about this book. It was called Best Evidence by this guy David Lifton. David Lifton was an accountant that started going over the Warren Commission reports, and he was one of the only guys that was anal enough to go through all fucking who knows how many hundreds and hundreds of pages and find all these inconsistencies and contradictions and all this hypocrisy and craziness and all incorrect shit. And he, he made like a, a long list of what it was and explained and then went on this lifelong quest to get to the bottom of what happened during the Kennedy assassination. And the result was this book called Best Evidence that is one of I the most analytical books ever. And analytical about the crime in a way that was not um, not emotional. It wasn't theatrical. It wasn't trying to lead you in any one direction or the other. It was just simply stating the facts. Like the reason why the, th- the single bullet theory was concocted in the first place, the single bullet itself appearing on Connolly's gurney magically at the hospital and being responsible for going through two people's bodies and leaving more in residue of the bullets in Connolly's body than was missing from the actual bullet itself. So much horseshit involved in the concoction of the single bullet theory in the first place because they only did it because they had to they had to make up for a guy getting hit with a ricochet on the underpass a guy went to the hospital and he got hit and he was doing interviews and talking about it he got hit with a bullet that hit the curbstone and the ricochet hit him in the head so this guy had to be treated so they had to account for that bullet and one of the ways they accounted for that bullet was all these different wounds on two different people they attributed them to one bullet Instead of saying, hey, man, maybe they're getting shot from all over the place. Maybe they're getting shot from the front and shot from the back. No, nah, they tied it all together. The first bullet hole in Kennedy's neck, they turned that into a trach wound. It's a different wound in the Bethesda, Maryland hospital as it is in the Dallas hospital. The way it was described in the Dallas hospital was an entry wound. The way it was described in Bethesda, Maryland, by the time they got a hold of the body and flew it across the country, they turned it into tracheotomy. You don't do a tracheotomy in a guy who doesn't have a head. The guy's dead. I, mean, I never heard any of yes, that stuff. That, this, they had to make something, they had to account for the fact that he had a hole in his neck. So they turned it into a trach wound. He got shot from a bunch of different angles. There's probably several people shooting at him. One of them might have been Lee Harvey Oswald. It's not an either or. You know, people say right. Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. Right. I don't know. He might have acted. That either or thing, yeah. that's that binary mind control <laughs> thing. So you yep. go back and forth like you're getting mm-hmm. all bipolar, you know. You're right. Going back and forth. But you don't see the the real truth right, right there in your face. Here's a, here's some real facts of it. Not that those aren't real facts, but that Gerald Ford was the head of the Warren Commission that, mm-hmm. you know, came out with a uh, certain report and then became the unelected president of the United mm-hmm. States. Fucking that, Arlen that says Spector. a lot. That creep Arlen Specter. He was on the Warren Commission. The Warren Commission was filled with criminals and crazy people, madmen that were designed to disseminate propaganda and, and dress it up as the truth. Whoever killed Kennedy, whether it was Lee Harvey Oswald delivered the shot, or the idea that what we're getting is the truth, the, the whole truth and nothing but, that's the most hilarious thing ever. Why would they ever do that? I don't know, but I agree with you. But did you see Obama shaking Raul Castro's hand at Mandela's funeral, though? No. Did you hear about that? No, but did you see the guy who was doing the fucking translation, the the sign language at at Mandela's funeral? He's just making shit up. To me, that shows where there's a problem with conspiracy theory, that most of the time it's incompetence. It's human yeah, incompetence more than anything else. And when you got a guy that's just making up sign language shit, standing three feet away from the president, who, oh, by the way, when you go back in his past, turns out that he was arrested for murder and uh, might have been also responsible for rape. 
So there's like all these crazy accusations about this guy. He's a violent schizophrenic. He'd already been arrested at one other time for doing that very same thing. He got in trouble, rather, for doing that very <laughs> same thing. How did he get up there? He did it before. I don't know how he got up there. I don't know who hired him, but he had done that before. We had gone up and pretended to be a sign language guy. Maybe He's those are like away. maybe they're giving Ob- maybe they're telling Obama something because remember when he went to <laughs> South America and his guys got busted for the prostitutes thing. Well, that was actually Secret Service people so, got busted. But I mean, yeah. well, maybe some of the people that get next to him they're they're not really being vetted very well. I certainly think so. I think it's incompetence, like like I was saying. I think these there's more incompetence in government than we would ever imagine. And when the you smart see that, because you can tell that the smart guy, the wizards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're dumb. Well, they're they're smart in some ways, but I think in order to fuck people over, you have to be a liar. In order to be a liar, you got to lie to yourself. Right. I don't think there's any peop any people that are dishonest that are honest with themselves. Because if they were honest with themselves, they would un- recognize the terrible feeling that comes along with leaving leaving a, a legacy of of sadness and destruction behind you. Leaving a legacy of people upset about your your personal actions. That's not a way to f- be in harmony with life. That's not a way to be happy. And that's why people... But it is for those people, like you said earlier, that are like, I just want to get over. That's that a... is a joy for them. I don't think so in that way. I they think those people... They just want to die their way out of it. Die their way out of it. Die the way out Just ride that bitch right into the yeah. beach. I got mine. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all there is. Yeah. I think I think even those people are not optimally happy. And they, they probably, in some way, in the back of their head, realize that. Maybe they drink it away. Maybe they pill it away. But the way to be happy is to make people around you feel happy. And that's not the way to do it, just by fucking people over. And when you have a million dollars or a billion dollars and you got so much money in the bank that you can't even spend it all, you're not going to notice the victories. What you're doing is that's just so continuing true. to play the game. Damn, that's really yeah. true. When you became super wealthy, I mean, you, you went from being this person who struggled and, you know, we're, we're really fucking in, in poverty. And then all of a sudden, boom, insane, incredible wealth. Once the dust settles, you're still Roseanne. You're still Roseanne. You got to deal with new bullshit, but you're still you. I don't know if I'm still me. You don't know if you're still I you? I think it destroyed my nervous system. I know that. I love that way? George uh, Harrison said that one time. But he said the Beatles thing, and he's like, well, the cost was our nervous system. Because of the fame? The yeah. pressure? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. It's yeah. a lot of fame. And, uh, you know, I couldn't handle it. I, I didn't fucking even know what the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. And um, it just seemed like another bullshit thing. How old were you when, it, when you hit, when it really got crazy? 38. So that's the same thing, too. First thing I did, I, w- I was like, uh, you know, yeah, I did go all the way fucking nuts. First thing I did, I started like uh, you know, giving. I started giving away the fucking money, because I, I have like basic beliefs. Of course, they're all sold out and compromised now. No, <laughs> but I did, and so I was like, okay, you know, you, you gotta, you know, do this, set this up. But I set up all of these crazy fucking nonprofit organizations. I used my money to like, you know, uh, try try to do what I, what I really thought I could, you know, mm-hmm. blows against the empire shit. And that was so fun because it's like being a, a pirate or something. But, of course, there's a certain time where it's like, you know what? I'm getting a facelift. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, then I, I got all GMO'd like that. I got, I got, <laughs> you got your GMO I, I got face. all fucking GMO'd. It was uh. exciting. And especially because the pills they give you, they give you these... A fucking awesome painkillers and shit. <laughs> so I just kept having more and more surgery. And, you know, uh, there there was a, a lot of uh, 
psychotropic drugs and like I used fucking three or four. I had about 15 nervous breakdowns. Luckily, no one noticed. (laughs) 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 Nobody in my fucking family around me noticed any difference. Wow. But you categorized them as nervous breakdowns. Yeah, they were. I had a shitload of them. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot. It's... It's not fun. I mean, I, I admire people who are handling it well, but w- once you get up to that certain level, I mean, you know, I'm just saying a lot of people, they don't survive that level, and mm-hmm. I would see that, you know. that. Like when you, you know, see a Miley Cyrus going crazy or a Justin Bieber going crazy, and everybody has their own criticisms of them, you have a particular way of looking at it where you're like, God, you know, you don't know what the fuck they're dealing with. No one knows. No one understands. Yeah. You understand in a way that most people would yeah, never. Yeah, they, they, they can't trust anybody. Everyone's crazy. And their life is crazy. Their reality is crazy. Well, you know, they're just around so many vultures and and uh, creepazoids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they don't know what the they don't know if they're coming or going. Plus the amount of, of fucking just the impact of all those people staring at you all the time and everywhere you go, you got especially now the paparazzi in their face everywhere. You do. I mean, Justin Bieber can't take a shit without someone having a camera in the toilet, and that's just the way it is with that life. And most people can't handle that. That's like a stalking, like the the media. They want to stalk you because yeah. they want they want to destroy you on camera because that'd be some good ratings. Well, they also feel like they're allowed to. They're allowed to just shove cameras in your face because you're the famous person. Yeah, you know, I was Miley the Cyrus, first so. star that, uh, you know. I mean, I had to pay a large amount of money in settlement, but I did make the mistake of uh, hiring some fucking goons to beat the fuck out of some paparazzi. <laughs> and um, How much did you have to pay for that? Oh, I had to pay them all a few thousand. That's worth it. All the paparazzis. What kind of cash you got? That's worth it. Well, this was way back when. Way when back when, the good old days. When I had a You could pay some load. goons. I was shitting money. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, these fucking people, they're just fucking, they're jumping on my car. I mean... You, you don't know what it's like when you're, like, panicked because, you know, you're, you're yeah. trying to leave a crowd and you're in your car and they're fucking jumping on your car and they're being encouraged to jump on your car right. and shit. Yeah. It, it's like, you know, and, uh, you know, some farm boys, they knocked my window and I rolled it down and they're like, do you want us to beat the fuck out of them? We're from fucking Iowa. <laughs> I go, yes, I do, sir. <laughs> they got that hay bale and strength. And they just moved him out of the way so I could leave. But I was a sitting duck. You know, mm. that, that kind of shit was weird. How often are you in California? You know, I, I come here every now and then. Will you, you, know, will you come back? Will you do this again? Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it very much. I enjoy being with you. It was, uh, and I said for me, as a, as a stand-up comedian, is an honor. Because I, I really You're do. Sweet. I'm very emotional. Buy my nuts. No, you're not no, nuts. Kidding. You're awesome. But you, you're you're one of the greats, in my opinion. Oh, you're very sweet. I, I do appreciate that. You know, there's a lot of great ones right now. And, it's a good uh, time for comedy. Good time for comedy. Thank you very much, good Roseanne. For this was, for all this your was stuff. fucking awesome. I really Thanks. appreciate it. And uh, thank to you guys. We'll be back do tomorrow. Do sign this or what? No, you, you can if you want. If you don't, I'm not, I love you. That's uh, Buck You is uh, Buck Angel. What's that? that? Your son's name is Buck? That used to be a girl, and now it's a guy. Buck Angel? I love him. He's awesome. He's a good dude. He He came in. He did the podcast. Take that shirt. All right. We love you. Uh, Everybody tuning in, we love you, too. Uh, Thanks to our podcast sponsor. Thanks to Ting. Go to rogan.ting.com. Save yourself some money. And we'll see you tomorrow. Big kiss. Mwah.